Welcome back to the Lost Joystick Network, episode 39. And for those keeping track at home, 38, still not out there yet in your podcast aggregator of choice. Not sure if it ever will be. I don't know. I'm sure it will. I is, that, is that going to be in the lost episodes? It might be. The I don't lost, know. That's like a paradox, isn't it? The lost joystick lost episodes? Yeah, what does that mean? It's just sound. Lost. It's just lost. Yeah, the lost episodes of the lost, lost joystick network. Anyway, but it's an, yeah, it's an episode. I've got to get it edited still, and I've, I've had a lot going on, but I will. And I'm, I, one of my New Year's resolutions is to make a schedule and stick to it this year. I'm trying to be more, I'm going to be more active on social media and all those good things. So I'm excited. So Jay... Michael, how, how was your week? Week or weeks? How were your two weeks? Good. Great. Fantastic update. How are yours? You know, they're okay. I'm in a, I won't get too far into it. I'm not super happy with my job situation right now, but I'm working on all that and I've got to figure out what I'm going to do about it, but that's not the here nor there. Other than that, everything has been great. I have no complaints. Everybody is back to normal. I am back to 99.9% normal sounding. So, you know, I don't have like some horrible cough or I'm having the mute. I might have to every once in a while, but it's very, very infrequent. That's true. So that's, that's nice to be back and healthy. And I had a nice break. You know, my uncle came into town. Connor was in town, spent some time with them, watched some sports, ate some food, relaxed. I took the time off. So it was, it was nice. Other than that, some of the other things I did this week, I sent my application in to, for both myself and Milwaukee Retro Gamer, Caitlin, who was in the chat, mm-hmm. for the Midwest Gaming Classic. So basically, we're going to try to get two booths uh, next to each other. I mean, well, I'll just, I'm getting two booths, and we'll, we'll use them together. We won't be sharing them. So anybody listening to this, that's not allowed. You cannot share booths at Midwest Gaming Classic. But we will be there under the LJN umbrella. So, yeah, it's very exciting. I'm going to walk up and talk shit so you can go, I'm coming out of the booth. <laughs> I'm coming out of the booth. <laughs> Is that Tollbooth Willie in there? But uh, but no. So I'm excited about that. I've got to start getting things organized because it's like two and a half months away. I mean, like it's the first weekend or the first weekend of April, end of May, March. So that's crazy. Yeah, I know. And I've got to come up with a logistic plan, logistical plan, because you and I, you're planning on attending still, I believe. I think so. Okay. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> because I'm going to be relying on you a little bit. Oh, but, shit. Yeah, I know. But I've also got to get Connor up there and Harrison wants to go and all that good stuff. So they might be driving separately is what I'm getting at. So yeah. we'll figure it out. But neither here nor there. Ate some sports, watched some food. Yeah, that's exactly what I did. I kind of did the same thing, I guess. Well, you and I watched. I was actually at your place for the uh, Monday night game when um, uh, the Buffalo and Cincinnati game. That oh, really that's didn't right. Happen. Yeah, you came over and we were watching football. And my uncle's there. Yep. And that's when DeMar Hamlin got rocketed in the chest and, you know, got prongered, if you yeah. will. And, and man, that was that was scary stuff, man. Like, you couldn't tell what was going on. And, yeah, so basically both you and my uncle were like, you know what? I'm going home. <laughs> this yeah, game is canceled, right. obviously. So, But other than that, you know, it's a slow time of year for me. I try to relax. I try not to do too much. And you'll find that, that out. The truth. Yeah, you'll find that out in the next segment because we got an update there too. Will you? Give it 
time for the collecting update. You got a Warner Brother with that. You just jumped right in. Man, look, I'm trying to be efficient. It's one of my resolutions. Efficiency, bruh. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, so... Anywho. Jay, why don't you you regale me with the tale of the things that you bought in the last couple of weeks? I got a lot. Yeah? Not really. No? I got a couple things. Yeah? Now, I don't remember because we talked, and if I don't remember if I talked about it in the last episode... You got me that copy of Siamese Dream. Correct. You hooked me up from Jerry. Yep. That, uh, that the remastered reissue continually every once in a while pops up and you got to grab it when it does. Otherwise it's gone. Yes. Yeah, otherwise. So yeah, this I thing snagged shoots it. up. It's ridiculous. It's like I opened this as I got it, but it just like within a week, it was like a hundred dollar record. That's a super desirable record. That's very hard to find. So and weird. as soon as they're gone, the, they go through the roof. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jerry managed to get those. I don't know if uh, I don't know if we talked about that in the last episode or not. But I did get. Uh, I actually went to Jerry's and got a couple other things. I got uh, a summary by the Descendants, mm-hmm. and I grabbed. Uh, they repressed the original Unsane um, album, so I grabbed that too. Okay. So, yeah, that's it. What about you? I really didn't buy much. This gap between Christmas and now, like this, you know, first couple of weeks of of January, mm-hmm. I, I hadn't bought much. Jerry got an OG pressing of So Long and Thanks for All the Shoes by No Effects in. Oh, yeah. So I traded him my, like, 2010 press and, and gave him a few bucks and, and got the OG. From a video game perspective, I, I really didn't get much. I, I'm going to talk about a couple things that I pre-ordered that I believe I've never talked about because I still don't have them, and I don't know when I will. But I've never talked about them on the show. I think one of them you may have, but I'll let you go ahead. Oh, really? Yeah. You know what they are? One of them I know. Which one? The analog. Pocket? Yeah. I don't know if I did. Anyway, I pre-ordered an analog pocket. I might have. I pre-ordered an analog pocket when they went up for pre-order some time ago. I think I was in group C. I got the dock, and I'm getting like the game adapters for like Turbo or whatever. So I'm excited to get that because that community seems pretty cool, and people are into it and all the cores and all that stuff. So I think that would be I'm not a huge mobile gamer, but I like the idea of putting it in the dock and being able to hook it up to a television to play it hook up a Bluetooth controller or whatever. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. One of the other things I don't think I've ever mentioned on this show is that months ago, after hearing about this thing for a long time and truly believing it would be vaporware, I pre-ordered a Polymega at one point. The Polymega is kind of an all-in-one optical console. Like, you can play Turbo games, you can play Sega CD games, all that stuff, yeah. right? And for a long time, I thought it was going to be vaporware. Then they started putting them out. It seemed like it was never going to happen. And then all of a sudden, I started seeing them. So I talked to Mr. Ayuchi, Johnny from the Collector's Quest, and I kind of asked him, because he has one. And he's like, yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. Of course, Johnny has one. Yeah, I I think either him or Stefan had one he played. I don't remember which one it was, but whatever. He had played and used one, whether it was his or somebody else's, and he loved it. He's like, if I were you, I'd, I'd order one. And like, I never know when I'm going to get it. And it, I, I may not ever get it. I've never, I've, I don't even think I've been charged for it. I don't remember how it worked out to look. But I'm just like, I never mentioned it on the show because I kind of forgot about it at the time. I'm pretty sure. And then all of a sudden I'm like, well, I got nothing to talk about. So I'll talk about the Polymega. But yeah, so there's that. And then I kind of made a decision as it relates to collecting that like this episode in itself, which we'll get to the show topic shortly, kind of yes. drove me to the idea of, why don't I have this game complete in box? Why do I only have, if you're watching the stream now, the game loose, right? So 
I, I think that what has happened is as you acquire more things and you're collecting, you're, you're collecting reach is kind of not, I want to say myopic, but I don't branch too far. Like I don't mind Xbox and PlayStation too, but I don't need everything yeah. I don't have. There are just specific things I want. So I'm like, I think that's what I'm going to do is start flushing out the collection of the games that I actually love and really like and, and want complete, but don't have, like I have a manual for that game, but why don't I have the box for that? It's not, it's a common game. We'll, we'll talk about it here shortly. So I'm yeah. surprised you don't have, I know a box like a, a, I don't anything don't complete. That's I have that. There's a copy up here and I think I have another one at home or one for sale, whatever, but I just don't, I don't. So hmm. anyway, that's weird. So that brings us to the topic du jour. We'll get to all how much of it costs. What is the soup du jour? It's the soup of the day. Mm, that sounds delicious. I think I'll have, good. I'll have that. <laughs> so the topic is, today is Mega Man 2 for the NES. So, Jay, when was this game released? This game? So in Japan, as Rockman 2, Dr. Wily no Nazo. Yeah, I think that's Dr. Wily no Nazo, but no I don't Nazo. know. Nazo, Nazo whatever. I think that roughly translates to the legend of Dr. Wily or the enigma of Dr. Wily. No means of, and Nazo means enigma or like 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 like, uh, like that legend of the, really? this dr wiley yeah oh. and when did it come out summer 24th 1988 in japan that's correct north america we don't have a specific day but it came out a, probably around six months to 12 months later I'm, in 89 i'm gonna guess summer of 89 yeah probably sounds good and then in Europe, it actually came out the same year, which is surprising. Normally, they're a year after us. But I'll guess also it's probably in the fall or something like that. Could be. My guess. Could anyway, be. so, and I, we won't touch on this very much, but I do want to, because I think most people watching this or listening to this are going to be familiar with Mega Man 2, okay? God, I hope so. The cover art for Mega Man 2, while a vast improvement from Mega Man 1, is still a little iffy. But it is nothing compares to the PAL release of Mega Man 2's artwork, where you have a guy in like a silver bodysuit and this tapered blaster, just like, I need a copy of this badly. I, I have never seen one in person. Eventually I'll buy one. But Mega Man 2, the PAL variant of it is, man, it's some weird ass artwork. Yes. <laughs> it's weird. So anyway, we're not going to talk too much about that. But what we are going to talk about is the gameplay and story of Mega Man 2. What do you get to say about that? Oh, I get to keep going. If you'd like, yeah. I can go. No, because that means I got to start doing names. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. butchering the names. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we'll split this. How about we do a 50-50? Sure. All right. So it's a platform and action game. Uh, it's a sequel to Capcom's 1987 release of Mega Man. Yep. Um, you, of course, have the basics, health bar, weapon bar. Uh, Mega Man's created by Dr. Light. Well, let's not assume anything when we talk about a weapon bar. I know it doesn't say here, but like as a weapon bar, what does that mean? Maybe that was a typo. Maybe it should have been a wet bar. I, maybe it is a wet bar. That'd be cooler if I had one of those around here. Tequila Sunrise? No. Oh. Anyway, so what is a weapon bar? What does that mean? The weapon bar would be if for what you acquire in right. the game. So one of the things, and we'll get to it later in this, is... There are robot masters, and there are eight of them, right? They're kind of like the bosses of each stage, right? Yes. And each stage is themed around these, these robot masters. When you defeat them, you 
harvest their power from their still warm carcass, right? I guess. I don't really know how it works. But he, you can assume the powers of these robots. And those, those powers are fueled by this weapon bar. Yes. And, and yes, so that's right. So proceed. Absolutely. So Mega Man was created by Dr. Light. I think I already said that, but I'll say it again. Just so people know. There's two doctors in here. It's Dr. Wiley and Dr. Light. It can be a little confusing, man. It's like when you go to your doctor and it's like, well, my doctor is Dr. Helene, but also Dr. Johnson is here too. And you're like, I don't remember which one I see. Like, I think you want to lean towards Dr. Light in this scenario, though. I don't yeah. think you want to see Dr. Look Wiley. Look to the light. Yeah. Wiley. Like, yeah, that's not good. Look at how the coyote does. Yeah. Not, not so good. good. Not so, so good. Um, but basically, it's time. You have to fight Dr. Wiley and his ragtag gang of eight robot masters. That's correct, Jay. And can you tell me, what are the names of these eight robot masters? I'm going to cover it up and see if I can remember. Okay. I'm not going to let you see this either. So we got Airman. Correct. Metal Man. Correct. Bubble Man. Correct. Um, Flash Man. Correct. Quick Man. Correct. Crash Man. Correct. Wood Man. Correct. I'm trying to think of who I'm missing. Heat Man. That's it. You did it. Got it. Now, the better quiz. Don't look at this. Oh. When you defeat three of these robot masters, yes. you get these platforms that you can use to aid you in getting to areas or to, you know, getting past areas that are hard to get to through yes. a path. There's item one, mm-hmm. there's item two, and there's item three. I won't even ask you specifically which three bo- robot masters give you those three items. <laughs> I know. I don't know if I'm going to get this one. I know. Um, This is tough. I know Quick Man is one of them. It is not. I thought it was. Nope. Crash Man. Also wrong. (laughs) And now you have like a a 50-50 shot at this point. Wow. Um, You're down to six and three of them are right. Bubble Man? Nope. (laughs) Now I want you to name the other three that don't give them to you. (laughs) Because you're so close. Correct. That does not. Um, did I say Crash Man already? I you did, did not, but it's it's that's correct. Oh, I'm gonna say did I say Bubble Man. You did say Bubble Man. Okay, this is getting confused. Wood Man, you got it. Okay, the three robot masters that give you these items are item one, which is Heat Man, and item one is the one that you put out there and it just raises up right mm-hmm. until it hits something. Or no, it, it doesn't. It'll go up and through things, and we'll talk about that later. Item two which is the one that goes like, it's like, like a little spaceship. You're, you're, you're driving it straight across. Like it's a yeah. hoverboard essentially. Yeah. And then item three kind of bounces until it hits a wall and then it levitates it up. It grabs on and yeah. lifts up. But the, and the, so item one comes from heat man. Item two comes from air man. Item three comes from flash man. All right. And again, you know, you beat these, you beat these guys, you get their powers and you get these items as yeah. well. Now the items come from Dr. Light. The powers seem to come from the robot masters. So you get the messages after you beat the level. It's like, hey, by the way, important message. And they're the slowest damn typing in the world. One of my biggest complaints with this game is that every time you beat a level, you must endure. They type these things across the screen in the slowest possible way. So anyway, once you defeat those eight robot masters, what happens then? You have to, of course, navigate through Dr. Wily's castle. Of course. I mean, where I mean, it's a natural progression, right? Yeah, I was watching a speed run by one of the more proficient speedrunners of this game, and he posed an interesting question about where does Doctor Wiley get all this money, right? Oh, is yeah. it is it the thing where you're like, well, you became an evil super villain because you had money, 
or did you get money because you were evil supervillain? You know, was he like, you know, what, how did he get all this money? Like the castle is pretty big. First of all, you made eight different robots with special powers and gave them their own themed levels. Like just imagine doing one themed room in your house and what that would cost. And if you think about it, there's more to it than just the robots he made. There's all the shit on the levels too. Right. There's the boss, but then there's all the things that are the boss centric or, you know, boss adjacent yes. where it's like, oh, like you were saying. Well, you're in uh, you're in Bubble Man. That's underwater. Now there are robot frogs and also giant robot fish, and they shoot out robot shrimp and little baby robot frogs. Yeah, that's a lot, man. You gotta have a you gotta have a team for that. That's not something he did by himself. There's there are other people responsible here. There are contractors involved. This is the whole clerk's Death Star thing. That would actually be kind of funny to see like the background of this where they show like an actual construction crew. i'm sure it's in the manual like they got a form yeah, they got, and everything like the behind the scenes pictures of star wars where the dude with that played chewy has his helmet off or his head off and like there's three c3po hanging out with them they're eating lunch you know yes. they're just eating burritos or something yeah yeah i'd like to see that how dr wiley created heat man <laughs> how did you get those platforms to stay in the air like that anyway i digress all right so tell me a little more about uh, dr wiley's castle so there's six stages, including a boss rush. Right. So, so you you've fight got the, yeah. All the bosses. Yes. Right. And so with that, I don't want to get into like, I'm sure this is a 35 year old game. We don't want to get into spoilers, but you know, at the end, you basically got to thwart Dr. Wiley and then his alter ego. It feels like, I don't tell you what happens. I'm telling you that you have to, I didn't say anything about, well, we talked about the legend of Dr. Wiley. I didn't know he was real. Now you're telling me he's real. He made all the robot masters. What do you ruin in the game? Yeah. It's not Santa Claus who is also real, by the way. Yes. Anyway. Okay. So an interesting aside to this is one of, I think it was, and I've got to look at my notes here, but the producer of this game solicited the idea that Capcom host this mail-in design contest for the robot masters in Mega Man 2. Like we talked about, this was the successor to the original Mega Man, which didn't do great, right? No. And then he said, you know what? We're going to go to the fans, <laughs> which uh, apparently there weren't that many. They didn't sell that many Mega Mans, but, but they, they, they basically got like 8,400 designs and entries here of both like names and what the character would look like. They modified them, but they used some of these ideas. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And we talked about how you get their signature weapon. Now, this is interesting. Each of these robot masters has a weakness to one of the other robot masters weapon. Mm-hmm. So when you go and fight these robots, there's a there's a order in which is most efficient to defeat the bosses, right? Yes. Because you let's say you get the metal blade, right? That works very well against Bubble Man, right? Mm-hmm. You would use metal blade against Bubble Man or yeah, it works against everybody. It really <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into the metal blade in a second, but but yeah, so you get each of these weapons like the crash bombs mm-hmm. the flash Flashman does the it's stopping the of time yeah, yeah there's he has like all these different like powers right so yeah and then we talked about the three special items um those platforms that were developed let's see here there are in-game power-ups right so when you defeat enemies in the game on the levels you can get health power-ups your energy you know your weapon energy power up mm-hmm. there are one-ups that you can also get like mm-hmm. that and then there are also a few other things that they um that they incorporated like Energy tanks, right? These that was not something that was in the original game, and um, yes. I'll, I'll yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, the energy tank. I'll t- we'll talk about why these things were added a little bit later. I should say, energy tanks. You can 
carry up to four of these, you find them, they're the E-tanks, right, that you find in the yes. game, and they will replenish your health from zero, like one all the way to full. So they're good to carry around. <laughs> I guess the question to jump back to a previous episode, what would you rather have, though, the E-tanks or the P-bag? The E-tanks. The P-bags are great. Yes. But, you know, I don't ever want a P-bag. Unless they're full of peanuts, which we believe yes, they are. Peanut bags. If they are peanut bags, they'd have to be salted and roasted. Because raw-ass peanuts what, ain't what no good. Cajun? But that's, that's at least salted and roasted, mm. probably. Or boiled to be okay, even compared to just, like, have you had, like, just raw planters peanuts that are unsalted? Yeah, they're pretty I wouldn't un- recommend uneventful. it. It's not very good. Mm-mm. So, anyway, what about a pea tank? <laughs> now, nah, I just use piss jugs. <laughs> Tied up piss jug. <laughs> Anyway, all right, Mike. Tell me about the background development, my friend. I'm glad you asked, Jay. I have some notes here. Okay, you? I do. All right, let's go. So this game was developed and published by Capcom. Okay, the director was Akira Kitamura. The producer is Tokuru Fujiwara, and the artist was Keiji Inafune. So, a little bit of the history of the development here. Because that's what we're here for, right, folks? Yes. The first Mega Man, like we talked about, not a huge hit. Okay. It did not go over very well with the people compared to other titles. So with that, the uh, producer, Fujiwara, was was kind of against a sequel. And um, Kitamura, the, the director, really wanted to produce it, so much so that he went to the vice president of Capcom to get permission. And basically they said, look, you can make the game. But you got to kind of do it while you're doing everything else. So we can't give you time to do it. You're going to have to find time to do it along with the other projects and games that you're developing. So, and I mentioned before, but the Kitamura, the, um, the director, it was his idea to solicit this contest for designs for the yeah. robot masters. But, and he also was uh, the original designer of Mega Man and uh, Keji Inafune was the one who also helped create him. He was the artist. He did a lot of the pixel work, you know, those kinds of things in, in the game. And, the interesting part about him is he had really just joined Capcom and Afune had. So he was very new to the, the staff at the time. And he like kind of helped create one of the more well-known characters of, of their, uh, you know, library. So yeah. I, I would say, I mean, there are others like, you know, Ryu and Karu, whatever, and Ken. But I'm just saying like, well, everybody knows Mega Man. Yeah. So anyway. Question with that. Yeah, sure. Do you think Mega Man was potentially more popular of a game because they did solicit fans? No. To pick the characters or to no. create the characters? I don't think that had anything to do with it because usually when you crowdsource creative ideas, <laughs> it doesn't go very well. Okay. You want somebody that has like a good creative vision. And that's what I mean when they kind of probably, I'm sure they mocked it up and, and they took some ideas and, and fixed them. But, but I don't think that had anything to do with it okay. personally. So yeah, development time was, they said roughly three to four months. And a lot of it was during Inafune and the development team's personal time. Like I said, like they could do it in between projects or whenever they wanted when they weren't supposed to be at work. So yeah, the one-ups, the energy tanks, and the platforms were all added because people complained about how hard the first game was. And apparently Capcom's marketing department was getting all kinds of bullshit from people about this game's too hard, you know? Really? Yeah. So so they added all that stuff to the second one to make the, the game a little bit easier and more fun to play, which I agree with it has a password system it's kind of a grid-based password system almost like if you think about super castlevania 4 like that style right where you have like 
A, B, C, D, one, two, three, four, five. And you yeah, got to put the dots like in the right. A1, yeah. B3, yep. C1, yep. whatever. Usually have like one in each row across, yeah. right? And that you get that password after you defeat a robot master, as well as when you get a game over. So like once you've lost all your lives, they'll give you that. Yeah. And you can continue from wherever you last left off, you know, where with whatever bosses you've defeated or whatever yes. it is. Yeah. And so the the real key difference between the NES and the Famicom version, despite but besides the name, right, is that the NES version introduced this normal version of the game, which is an easy version of the game comparatively. The Famicom version does not have that. It is strictly defaults to difficult because that is the only difficulty in the game. So yes. that yeah. So that's just a little bit about the background and development of Mega Man 2. Do you want to talk about the music and sound? Or do you want me to do that? There's a lot of a lot of stuff in there that you uh, probably don't want to talk about. <laughs> I'm probably going to guess you're going to go ahead. I'll go ahead and do it. Okay. So the composer for this game was Takashi Tataishi. I would have screwed that way up. And the interest, the most interesting part about this to me is when you think of the music of Mega Man 2, all right, and I'm going to play a little bit for you here because I think we all know what the music to Mega Man 2 sounds like. Okay. But... Let's let's just do a little. Uh... Okay, this is the intro to Doctor Wily's Castle. Yes, it is. Which is followed immediately by one of the greatest video game songs of all time. Yeah, I mean, it's. <laughs> And I'm going to let it ride in the background. And if you want to copyright strike me, you want to come and get me, then fucking do it. I'll pay the price for Dr. Wily stage one. I don't, I don't think they will. I, that is a hill I am willing to die on. I don't, I don't think they But will. I'm going to tell you, this guy, okay, Takashi Tataishi, this was his first project that he worked at in this role ever and at Capcom. And this is what he produced. Some of the most seminal music of all time in a video game. I think that's pretty amazing. Yes. Um, he's credited in the game as Ogoretsu-kun, which is kind of, they, it means like a worthless man if you translate it in J Japanese. That was his own. Wasn't too high on himself. Mm, I don't think that was it. Hmm. Maybe he didn't think too highly of this composition, which would be incorrect. Listen to that. Hold on. Anyway, that song, I've been in love with that song since 1989. <laughs> like, I can't, it's got to be one of my favorite pieces of music of all time. It's up there with Bloody Tears. It's up there with a number of things for me. But anyway, I digress. So, yeah, this being one of the first games he worked on, he wound up leaving Capcom in 1990. He goes over, does he he's, takes a stint at another company that he winds up over at Konami. And he doesn't do any of the you know composition or, or or music creation for any of the games because they got a really good team for that stuff konami also had great music for the games he was the audio director for metal gear solid on the original playstation but there aren't a lot of credits for him otherwise i thought that was pretty interesting so anyway i'd say mega man 2 and metal gear solid are decent yeah like if you're gonna do it those are a couple of big ones but you okay. think with that yeah you'd have like with having those two we would have like 100 50 of them. It, I don't know. It, it, it's, the, I think the weirdest part for me is as we, I'm going to, I'm going to fade out 
this song because yeah. I want to also bring in one of my other favorites here, which is this. The Metal Man stage. Mm -hmm. So the guy who did this didn't really ever do it again. Like you showed up, your star shone so brightly that it burned out. I don't know, man, but I'm just like, I, I would when I went into the research for this because I went into this cold. I didn't know much about you know the, the uh, I can't think of his name. It's not right in front of me. I'm sorry, Tatiishi. I didn't know much about Tatiishi. Yeah. So I'm thinking to myself, this guy's gonna have like a litany of hits. He's gonna have. He's gonna be on all these other games I've heard of, and I'm like, oh yeah, that makes sense, and this and that. And I start to look into it. And I'm like, nope. It was the most shocking thing I learned. It just, it, it just is, and it, and you know, our friend in the chat, um, Tiger Wolf Games says the Advantage cover of Flashman is incredible. This was like the catalyst for like nerds that loved video game music but wanted to be in bands. Like hearing a lot of these songs, they translate so well to rock music. It's so weird. Like if you go listen to somebody do like Doctor Wiley Stage One or the song, or or like you like you said the, the Flashman Stage. They all, they're basically like, they seem kind of like techno-y, you know, chiptune music, but they have all the elements of a rock song. So it's yeah. just an interesting concept. And it's, I, I would say, I don't, I don't even what else to say about it. So anyway, I digress. That's what I have to say about the music. I'll, I'll summarize, I take that back. I'll summarize by saying this. This very well may be my favorite video game soundtrack of all time. I don't know why I said soundtrack, soundtrack of all time. I, I don't know if I can think of one that I think is better from top to bottom. Every element of it, every stage that I, that I listen to, right? Like this is the, you know, the stage. Stage select. Yeah. Oh, no, this isn't. This is uh, Woodman, I think. Oh, it is. I think it is. But they're all like this. They're all amazing. And I just... <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's just a thing for me. So anyway, it's a thing for me. I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna sit here and gush about Mega Man 2's soundtrack and how how much I like it. You're just all gonna have to sit there and endure it. It's amazing. And if you disagree, you're entitled to your own opinion. You're entitled to your own opinion. All right, that's enough of the music for now. Okay. Now, I make no promises that it won't show back up at some point. Because if you're going to play it, when else but now? All right, Jay. So, let's talk a little bit about the reception of Mega Man 2. I tried to find some older reviews, and it was challenging. Like, at one point, I think I saw EGM gave it a 4 out of 5 in, like, 1989. But there weren't a lot of... 1989 is a weird year. You get into 1990, it's much easier to find reviews of video games. 1989, there wasn't a lot of that. There wasn't, like... That's that's only a year after Nintendo Power has come out. Not even. It's, it's you know, six months, essentially. Whenever yeah. it came out, right? And it, it, Game Pro started, I believe, in the beginning of 1989. There wasn't a lot of reviewing happening at this point of, of games like this. Yeah. So there's not a lot of historical information. But I did go dig through eight different best of lists. 
three that we've talked about before, Polygon's top 500, yep. Game Informer's top 100 and 200, and then five others of websites that are some of somewhat note within the community and, and, and hobbies, and, and kind of where they lay, not in the best video games of all time, but the best NES games of all time. So why don't you give me a little bit about where this game landed? Let's, you, you go ahead and run through the list there. So for Polygon, top 500 games of all time, 389. Yeah. I'd expect it to be a little higher, but 389 is not I would have thought it would have been higher. I believe Mega Man X was higher. Mm. But I, I I was kind of surprised it was that low, but that's okay. Yeah. That's, you know, whatever. You got your opinion. They're on the list. They're in the, they're in the conversation. I think 389 is way too low, especially yeah. when I look at all these other scores for, like, top NES games of all time. I think that's the hard part is I'm looking at that, and I'm like... Mm, There's a too big a of a disparity low. there. Yeah. I have to agree. But even if you extrapolate out the next two, it still seems low to me. So go yes. ahead. So if you go to Game Informer, so the first one we have is top 100 games of all time. That was 2001. Yes. Yep. That one, 32. I think this is more in line of where this game would land. Yeah, I'd say it's in the top third of... Right. Yeah. The best. Yeah. Right. Okay. It is It is one of the best games. Again, I'll, we'll get into where the lands in other people's list. I'm one of the more influential and notable systems, you know, in the in the world. Yeah. Right? One of the... Yeah. So anyway... Go ahead. And then, uh, of course, we've got Game Informer Top 200 uh, games of all time. That one came out in 09. Yep. So that one, 38. Only six games slipped in front of it in eight years. And you and had I 100 games onto it. I get it. But I'm, that doesn't really matter. I guess what, I, what to me what matters is if you're at 32 and you've had eight years that have come out, that's less than one game per year that has come out that the people perceived as better. Yeah. That's like, you know, what, one every year and a quarter or whatever. I don't even know what, who cares? So I thought that was pretty interesting. It, I, to me, that almost is more impressive, but to be able to sustain like that. All right. So we get into the big, into the, into the big numbers or small numbers, I guess I, sh- I guess I should say, but you look at den of geek, den of geek ran- ranked it number four, right? These are all top NES games of all time. Yeah, from so I guess these I should have clarified specific that. sites. So den of geek put it at number four. So it's the, in the top four yes. of all Nintendo games. Correct. Um, Destructoid.com, ranked at number six. Which, spoiler alert, is going to be the lowest of these five. It is. It is the only one that puts it outside of the top five. And six is still like, look, you're talking about the Super Mario, Mario 2, Mario 3, Punch Out. They're like, you can, you know what I mean? Like, look over there at those games. Metroid, Zelda, Castlevania. Those, Castlevania. those games are what it's all up against. And it's yep. still up there throwing haymakers. Yep. So, anyway. And then you've got Games Radar. Yep. Number three. Correct. Uh, IGN. Number four. Yep. And then NintendoLife.com. Number two. That is correct. And it was number two behind what most people always consider number one, which is Super Mario 3. Most people, if you were to ask them, what is the, you know, best, most influential, like that's probably one of the best games. Ostensibly, it's probably the best. Do I think it's the best game? No, but it is probably, you know, the best game with all things considered, yeah. right? All right. So looking at this list, and I don't think I'm out of line with what I wrote here. This is considered by many to be one of the best video games and video game soundtracks of all time. Okay, that's not my opinion. That is... That is the consensus. They never speak for themselves. Yes, I think that's generally the consensus. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, now, 
This is the second best selling Mega Man game in the series. 1.5 million. Jay, I got two trivia questions for you. Okay. What is the best selling Mega Man game of all time? I can tell you which one it's not. Go ahead. It's Mega Man. Was it 11? You are wrong. I know. No, I know that one's not one of the best. I'm saying it's one of the worst. It is number one. It is not. Mega Man 11 is number one. Shut up. I think it has something to do with the install base and accessibility of games and price. But it is 1.6 million. How is that game? That game is trash. I knew you would be upset by this, and I'm sorry. I am. That is the worst. It is the number one best-selling Mega Man game in the series. And this was it until recently, which is what really pisses me off. That still kills me. If you have not had the opportunity to play Mega Man 11, please don't. (laughs) Please don't. It is a waste. When you start it out, it seems great. It actually seems a lot like Mega Man 2. But then... It just, it's, it, it's just, it's trash. I know. What Every level they've got that stupid, like they build a wall of shit and then you have a bunch of puzzles, to, like mazes to dive through so you don't get killed by the random wall of shit. Like it's grinding gears or fire. And it's like, really, really? Oscar the Grouch bought them all. He loves trash. He probably did because that is pretty accurate. He does love trash. I love trash. And that game is trash. We need to get that sound clip. On here. Every time Mega Man 11 comes up, I'm going to go, I love trash. That game, I, if I was ever, like, I would even tell people, if you are crazy enough to try and collect the entire Switch series of games, yes, leave that one out, please. Just don't even, it shouldn't even count. Or ta- buy it, open it, take a shit in the box, close it, Market it guaranteed, and never touch it again. Capcom sign collapse speed run attempt number three. Yep. Well, we'll see how it goes. Anyway. Yes. I just regard. I know you're not a fan. Okay. With all that being said, and I'm sorry Sorry. for that. Number two, at 1.51 million copies sold, where does Mega Man 2 place on the best selling NES games of all time? Ooh. Yeah. That's a good one. It's a, it's, if you think about it, the answer will come to you. Second? (laughs) No. It's it's not. I think second is, uh, Super Mario 2 at like 25 million. Oh, I won't say that. Yeah. So just to give you some perspective. How about 15th? Nope. 25th? I'm going to give you the answer by saying it's the answer to everything. And I know someone in the chat will know. When I say it's the answer to everything. 3.5? 42. How is 42 the answer to everything? It's a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, I don't know that shit. Well, that's what it is. It's number 42 of all time. So that's a little bit about the reception of Mega Man 2. Widely regarded as a fantastic game by many. Now, I found on videochums.com, there's a 10-question quiz. How well do you know Mega Man 2? And what I'm going to do is... I'm going to ask the question. I'm going to take your answer because I I went through the quiz mm-hmm. and I got nine out of ten. So just mm. so you know, I did. I think I might be able to get ten out of ten. Let's see. I think. Okay. I'm going to crowdsource this as well. So we ask these questions. I'm going to ask them of you. Let you answer. That'll be the answer we choose. But I want to see what the people in the chat say as well. Okay. okay. So everybody, you know, put on your thinking caps. And, and prepare yourself for a 10-question quiz about Mel, uh, Mega Man 2. Question one. 
Which robot master is weakest against Metal Blade? Weakest. Bubble Man. Okay. Question two. What is the maximum number of energy tanks that you can carry simultaneously? Now, we've said that in the show already. It's four. It's okay. I'm going to say four. Which, if you were listening, may or may not be what I said. Oh, you have to. The four options are nine, six, five, and four. Yeah. Yeah, the numbers are, yes, exactly. Nine, I have to do this. I'm sorry, I'm screwing this up. Nine, five, six, or four are your options. Uh, John says four if you're nasty. Okay. Do they give you, the, at the end of this, do we have the questions and the answers? Yes, okay. there'll be a key at the end. Just like, I'll give you, you all. You missed two. Nope. Uh, tell you shit. I'll tell you this. Once I was doing the quiz, the one you select turns green. I thought, oh, I'm getting these all right. And I got to the end, I'm like, nine? What? I thought I got them all right. But it's, yeah. Anyway, Valdor says four as well. For those who are listening at home, I hate to be the spoiler here, but four is what I said earlier. So, yes. yeah. Okay. What stage is the only one, question three, to feature hard hat enemies, the metal enemies, those guys that are little hard hat guys that get up and shoot at you and then go back down? I think that's what they are. The only level? The options are Quick Man, Crash Man, Flash Man, or Metal Man. Can we do this Jeopardy style? Of course. I can't remember. This stage is the only one to feature metal enemies. Hard hat enemies. I can't remember. Woodman is not it's an It's killing me because I'm all I'm thinking about is the ones that are on Wily's castle. I'm going to say... Quick man, crash man, metal man, flash man. <sighs> Quick man. Okay. I don't think it's right, but I'm taking quick man. Question four. Which weapon has the most amount of uses with a full energy bar? Quick boomerang, metal blade, atomic fire, or bubble lead? Metal blade. Okay. Let's give the chat. That one's some efficient shit. The next one I am going to phrase as a Jeopardy answer that needs to be responded to. Answer with a... You do have to answer in the form of a question. Okay. Okay. Jeopardy, man. Next question. This robot master is playable in Mega Man Soccer. And the options are Flash Man. Yeah, your options are Flash Man, Quick Man, Heat Man, Metal Man. I'm going to go with Flash Man. Okay. You said Flash Man here? What is Flash Man? Thank you. By the way, I was just about to ask. You're welcome, Alex. Yeah. Number six, what is the range of model numbers for the set of robot masters in Mega Man 2? So, when you fight these things, they have a number, right? Is that range 007 to 014, 008 to 015, 009 to 016, or 010 to 017? That would be, what is 009 to 016? Okay. Yeah, All right. could do. No, no. Well, yeah, we could have, you know, we should have this in the background. What are we doing? I don't know. There you go. Why wouldn't we have this back there while we're doing the quiz? Well, you surprised me with the quiz. I didn't think about it. All right. Play the Jeopardy music. That, That would have made more sense, but I like this better. All right. Yeah, better. Okay. Question seven. This robot master grants you item three upon their defeat. Oh, God. We just talked about this. Don't look at the notes. You can't go to the notes. Airman. 
Airman. Going Airman. I didn't get it right. You can tell by the smug look on your face. <laughs> you did not answer in the form of questions, so I'm going to give you a second shot. What is Airman? <laughs> you flew your second shot. Oh. <laughs> oh. Shit. What All is right. Crash Man? Who is Bubble Man? Says Tiger Wolf. Bubble Man's not on the list. He's not on the list. The list is Crash Man, Air Man, Flash Man, Heat Man. I suck at giving the answers here. I'm sorry, everybody. So. I'll say that again, Crash Man, Air Man, Flash Man, Heat Man, 10 seconds. Now it's not quiet. I'm following Tiger Wolf here. That's exactly what I'm doing. I'm, just, just, gonna, pick, I'm yeah. just picking poorly he says he's for picking fun. poorly. All right, on to the next question. It's question eight. This stage includes two energy tanks. Is it Metal Man, Flash Man, Crash Man or Quick Man? But I'm going to think about Flash Man. Just going with it. Flash Man. You're going with Flash Man. I'm going to think man. about it. Go on Flash Man. Yep. Go back right. or go home. Now, you let everybody else give them the 10 seconds I've been giving them. Tiger Wolf says Crash Man. Okay. Who is Crash Man? Who is Crash Man? He did. You're right. He wrote it properly. Okay, he says Crash Man. <laughs> Which they might say, I'm sorry, you're going to have to repeat that. <laughs> or they'd say, Actually, you'd get the hard-ass Alex Trebek would be like, I'm sorry, it's Crash Man. Yeah, you're wrong. If it was right. I'm not sure it is. Who is Metal Band, says Clearvis. Okay? Moving on. The penultimate question of the Video Chums How Well Do You Know Mega Man 2 quiz. This robot master is not immune to bubble lead. Is it Woodman, Crash Man, Quick Man, or Airman, not immune to bubble lead. Mm. I'm going to say use the air for Crash Man. No, use the air for Quick Man. I'm going to say Crash Man. Okay. What is Crash Man? <laughs> He's one of the robot masters. Thanks. John says Heat Man was not included in the list. Tiger Wolf Games, Woodman. Sorry, what are hot men? <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. Last question. What is the very final boss revealed to be upon its defeat? Is it Dr. Wily, an alien, a hologram, or a robot? It's a hologram. Okay. I know I got at least one right now. Again, going to give everybody... We got two, probably. You, you, if you're so sure about this one, we think we got the energy tanks down too. Remember, don't forget. Oh, yeah, I got that one. Those, again, after the defeat of the final boss, not the final boss itself. I'm going to give a little hint here. After the defeat of the final boss, what is that revealed to be? Is it Dr. Wily, an alien, a hologram, or a robot? John said his wife is an alien. What is an alien says, we've got John saying an alien. We've got Clearvis saying an alien. We've got Valdor saying a robot. All right. Five more seconds because I already kind of gave you 10. Tiger Wolf says hologram. All right. This is it. It's the great reveal. It's time to, it's time to grade your quiz. This seems like good lead up music to the results. This. 
Ready? Yes. No, I'm not, but it is what it is. Five oh, out of ten. Suck. You got five out of ten. We're going to go through them with the answers quickly. Which robot master is weakest against Metal Blade? And Metal I Man. Said Metal Man. After I picked yep. Bubble Man, I was already and locked I was, on Bubble Man. I said, no, it's Metal Man. The reason you know this, I know this. The reason you would know this mostly is watching speedruns, you can defeat Metal Man with the Metal Blade in like one shot, basically. Yeah. It's like one or two shots. So Metal Man... What did the rest of us get? That is a great question. I'm going to have to have you score those at home for yourself because right. I I can't go through chat for five different people's answers. Number two, what is the maximum number of energy tanks that you can carry simultaneously? We discussed this. Four was the so correct I got, answer. So I, got two, I got those two. You got, well, no, you one got one, one. Yeah, one. <laughs> so far. All right. Number three, whose stage is the only one to feature the metal enemies, the hard hat? Crash Man was the correct answer. The Crash Man stage. You said Quick Man. Incorrect. Number four. Which weapon has the most amount of uses with a full energy bar? The answer is the Quick Boomerang. I was shocked you did not know that because you watch it come out. It's like. Oh, I don't think about it. That's why yeah. I don't think when you shoot the Quick Boomerang, like four at a time come out. It feels that way. Yeah. You can. You can get more of them on the screen once I too yes. feel like as well. So Quick Boomerang was the answer to, to that. Well, damn. Number five. Which of the following robot masters is playable in Mega Man Soccer? You said Flashman, that was which a straight up was fucking guess. Correct. Flashman is correct. Straight up guess. Yep. I had no fucking idea. Mega Man Soccer on the Super Famicom and Super Nintendo. Yeah, I haven't played it. No. Nope. Ever. All right. What is the range of model numbers for the set of robot masters in Mega Man 2? The correct answer? 009 to 016. If I'm not Ooh. mistaken, in the original Mega Man, there were six robot masters, but two bosses that you fought, and they yep. all had their own. Mm -hmm. You were very confident about this one as well. I know. You were. So the answer is 009 to 016. Yeah, Tiger Wolf says he's doing very well. I would say that you could tell me that, and I would believe you. Yeah, just like John, I got them all right, he said. <laughs> he scored his own at home. He got 10 out of 10. Which robot master grants you item three upon their defeat? You said Airman. The answer Flashman, Flash which we had talked about. I know. We just talked about this, Jay. I know. You don't listen. Nope. I don't blame you. Okay. All right. Number eight. Whose stage includes two energy tanks? I just you pulled the trigger on this one. You said Flashman. The answer, Metal Man. Clarvis got this one. I he remember sure that, did. Because he did say Metal Man. Yep, he sure did. Number nine. Which of the following robot masters is not immune to bubble lead? Crashman was correct. Crashman, he gets fucked up by the bubble lead. He does. Woodman, Quick Man, Airman, don't fuck with them with the bubble. It'll bounce right off. I didn't know if Woodman was immune to it, but Boink. he knew it wouldn't work. Right off. Because that's the whole thing. You have to use the heat gun or use the... It's like a pebble off your windshield. Yeah, there you go. No cracks. Last one. I already know I got this one right. What is the very final boss revealed to be upon its defeat? Many people said an alien. I believe Robot was in there. One person said, yourself included, a hologram. That is the correct answer. It is a hologram. He turns into an alien. But you after you beat him, him, the hologram disintegrates, and then he starts begging for yes. forgiveness, which for some reason, they give him. I'm like, no, man. This guy's up to yeah, no you good. Yeah, you him. Look, this is fool me once. Nine shitty games. Fool me once. Shame on me. <laughs> fool me twice. Shame on you. You do that the first time, you beg for forgiveness, I might lay you off the hook. The second time, you built even more guys in six levels in this castle, I gotta fight everybody twice. Fuck you, you're dead. You killed the alien. You already thought you were killing him, then you killed the alien, then you find out it's not him and he's not dead, and you're like, oh, you know what, we'll let him go now. Fuck you. No. You gotta go. You know what else? No, what else? We deserve Mega Man 11. 
Do you know why? Because Mega Man didn't take care of it the first time. We okay. deserve that shit show of a game. <laughs> okay. I know you're not a fan. All right. I fucking hate that game. You said that backwards, probably. All right. So that's the quiz. Now, time to get to the business, the LG and game ratings. So let's give our friend Robbie a call. Hello. It's time for the one and only. He doesn't have a mega buster. He's just a mega buster. Eight bit supremacy, Robbie Coleman. Mr. Coleman, how are you? I'm well. What's going on? Nothing, man. How how have you been? How's how's your past couple of weeks been, sir? Oh, uh, it's been a lot. It's been kind of burnt out and spread thin and uh, working slowly, moving my massive fucking collection of everything. <laughs> yeah, all, I did that. <laughs> I did that five yeah. years ago with no video games. I can't even imagine what it would be like today. <laughs> Oh, luckily I have three months to like really get all this shit over. So it's been bringing a bin here and there, but it's like, I feel like drawing it out. It's almost worse. Cause I'm like in a weird mental purgatory of like moving I, and not having to set up. And I'm like, maybe I should have just done this all in one fucking week. I don't know. I did the same thing and you should. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't say it to you when we talked about this first, I went through this myself. When I moved from Kentucky, I slowly moved things in bits, of spe- bits and pieces and thought, oh, this will be convenient. I don't have to do it all at once, blah, 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 blah. You never prepare. And then at the end, you're still chasing your tail for the vast majority of what you're going to do. And what you wind yeah. up doing is you wind up moving the things that you actually want first. So I moved like the video games I did have at the time and my records. And then like someone would come into town when I was still down in Kentucky for like a month and they'd be like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I guess watch TV. I don't know. Like there's nothing else to do because I took all the things I want to do up there. Right. So my advice, rip the bandaid off, but I also can uh, sympathize. So, yeah. So I'm just kind of doing that in the midst of uh, just working at the arcade and doing other stuff. I, uh, I managed to collect uh, one thing uh, throughout all this recent, since last time we were on the show. I got a complete box copy of R-Type for the Game Boy. You know and what? That was yes, yesterday, I think. Actually. I just saw yeah. that. I oh, saw yeah, that on right. Instagram. Post that. Yeah, nice. I was like, man, I haven't had a, a quote-unquote hard post on Instagram in quite a while, but I felt good to just smash that post button. Yeah, you know, a good-looking box. Something up for once. <laughs> you know what's funny is I own like five Game Boy games that are in box, and that's one of them. <laughs> that's a good one to have. It's, and I was like, yeah. it came in the... It came into the exchange, which is like a media chain here in Chicago. There's two locations here, and then there's a shitload in Ohio for some reason. I think that's where it originated. And uh, a whole collection of box stuff got dumped there because, to be honest, a lot of it had water damage. It was some insurance claim thing. It was super sad. It's like a lot of mint stuff that had like badly warped sides or something. But that one was like decent. And my friend who works there gripped it for me, and we did a trade. I traded him a copy of uh, a loose copy of Monster in my pocket. Oh, nice. Oh, that's well, that's, a, that's a hell of a deal. Uh, it's pretty fair on both ends. I mean, is it really? The, I, I don't. I guess in terms of what they priced at the store, they had it at seventy five, and that's kind of what a uh, loose Monster copy of pocket. Monster in My Pocket is seventy five dollars. Is this right? 
that's what I had mine priced at in my tub because maybe I'm an asshole and I spiked it, but I, I maybe this is pandemic pricing. I've just been too lazy to adjust it, but I'm pretty sure that's I'm, what it goes for. I just looked on price charting and it's $65 and I'm beside myself. Okay. That you're well, not too far have, off. It might have dipped. It might yes. have dipped because you know things are calming down. But I, this is—I mean, I might have priced this like almost a year ago, and it's been sitting in my bins. You know. Yeah, yeah John says it's, it's mad, uh, dumb, expensive. I, I believe I paid less than twenty-five dollars for that game when Same. I got it. You know. Same. I have a, I have a complete one, that, but it's missing that action figure that nobody has. Yeah. No. Yeah. You. But you're not. You're I not. have the uh, I have the OEM styrofoam block, which is like a three a two thirds of the normal length of a regular. Yeah. Styro block, and like that's like there's this one guy in town who always trying to buy the block off me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude. She sounds no. like you. You're like, no, like me, you're the one guy who would not sell it. Everybody else was like, yeah, you can have it. I don't give a shit. And you're like, no, I can't sell you. I bought an OEM screw for my Sega CD. I didn't even know I needed. I'm not getting rid yeah. of this styrofoam block. You idiot. In fact, I bought the uh, OEM screw and then turned around and got an aftermarket, like, uh, triple AC adapter thing for him. That's right. Fucking you got you got railed on for that. So a complete yeah, box. Who it was? Yeah, they were they were right, they were right on the money. Well, oh, they were right. Yeah. So a complete box copy of our type on Game Boy, hundred and fifteen bucks. And I think well, I guess I guess yeah. I got a deal then because it was priced at seventy five in the store because they took that the water damage stuff into a lot, but mine's uh, fine. So a little waviness like on one side, you can barely tell. And I'm like, nah, if I really care, I'll have Mike press it for me. I'll just make you do some work. Yeah, that's fine. I'd be happy to try. Yeah, let's I'm do it. Actually, gonna maybe ask you to do it, but I don't think it, I don't even think it bothers me enough to warrant that. But we'll see. You know, one day I'll wake up and be like, I hate this thing. So maybe <laughs> send it to Mike. Put it in a box with some other. Or when I see you in March or something, here, press this. God damn it, it's driving me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, bring your whole press to uh, Midwest Gaming Class. Yeah, bring the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Let me bring my latex gloves and white erasers and all my, you know, there's the humidifier yeah. tub. There's like a, um, a, you can use like a bone, like there's like a little, uh, I don't even, I'm not even going to bore you guys with all the shit you use to press manuals and games and books with. It's so nerdy. Oh, oh my well, you God. already bored my fucking dick off talking about that when you first got it going. <laughs> You're welcome. At least you know I do it. Just I'm, just, I'm just out there marketing, man. It's called uh, I'm promoting kidding. awareness. Anyway, uh, Robbie, so when you're moving, when you're moving, what? you should just do. Especially since you're in the Chicago area, you just need to yeah. rent a big ass truck and just load it up and drive. <laughs> oh, that reminds yeah. me. Sure. Oh yeah, you just you just reminded me of something. I'll I'll talk about it after Robbie's off the phone. Okay. But I had to drive a big ass truck myself yesterday. <laughs> Oh my I, don't know, I drive big trucks sometimes. They're fun. It's like when you have one of those really giant moving trucks that you have to yeah. use. They're fun. Yeah, it was a 26-foot truck with a hydraulic lift on the back. Yep. That's yeah. what we have to run for Logan all the time. And I'm the guy who just go there and pick him up. And it's like driving around a big screen TV or something. It like is exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. It's like driving a mailbox while everybody else is in a yeah. matchbox car. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's, it's kind of <laughs> awesome because, like, Chicago driving, like, you have to kind of be aggressive and always just kind of bully people and get your nose in yes. your head and yeah. you can just kind of throw your weight around those fucking things and everybody yep. just moves because like Ugh. our buddy jerry today was telling me the guy who owns the record store downstairs he was telling me a story about him and his friend uh jimmy jimmy right that owns edgeman printing yeah they basically oh, they got the victory stuff they probably. basically bought out victory when victory records closed down they went and bought like everything right all their test pressings all this stuff Wait, and victory was here 
Yeah, right? they, well, that's the yeah, that's yeah. the point of the story. Yeah. The story is oh, right, they rented right, right, a twenty six foot truck and drove it from here to Chicago, and then were driving through downtown Chicago in the dark in the rain trying to get to Yikes. the place. And he's like, and he goes, "You know what Chicago traffic's like?" I'm like, "Yeah, everybody's out to fucking get you, man. You gotta like, you yeah. gotta defend your space, you know." And it was just yeah. like I could not, I would, I was not ready to drive a twenty six foot rig there yet <laughs> i could get there yeah. but man and of course i rent the thing and i don't mean to take over your conversation but i was going to talk about this later but I might as well do it now what i rent the, the thing <laughs> all right fine never mind no go ahead tell your <laughs> story the about fuck? the big truck well the point was i had to drive it downtown which was not a problem in itself except for i was followed by a genesee county sheriff the entire way <laughs> i'm like oh. i've never driven a truck like this big in my life and i'm driving this thing like Oh man, he's just looking for a reason to pull me over. I just, and I don't ever think that, but I was like, this thing is gargantuan. Anyway, all right, enough about me and my rig driving, my CDL that I have to get now or whatever. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so have you played Mega Man 2 before, Robbie? Or you ever heard of it? Never, never played it. All right. Just kidding. Developed I and published it. by Capcom in 1989 in the United States. Did you break the, did you break the, the drought, Robbie? The drought, yeah. I broke the drought. The two-game <laughs> drought of just, not playing the for, subject. Just for Tyler, I just fucking fired up the old NES yesterday and threw on Mega Man 2 just so I could tell everybody I played it. How'd it go? That's not true. I've, I've played that game my entire life off and on. I've beaten it several times. I had it as a kid somehow, uh, which is weird because every game, I'm actually staring at my NES shelf right now, and I have a little section of all the games I owned and remember buying retail. Mm-hmm as a child or like how I acquired them, like my little collection. I somehow had Mega Man 2, but like even though every other game I can pinpoint the exact time, what I was doing and how I got it, where I got it from, who bought it for me, et cetera. I don't know where the fuck my Mega Man 2 came from, but it just appeared in my collection and I just played the hell out of it. Same with 3. I don't know how I acquired it. They probably did that whole neighborhood thing where you just trade with your friends and somehow you indefinitely trade it or just, you know don't ever give it back for a long time. You borrowed it and never returned it. Yeah, I, yeah, I traded away like my one secret castle. I'm like, oh, I'm going to keep this Mega Man 2 for a little longer. So I got, I had that growing up and not much else to say about it that you guys haven't already said from what I was hearing uh, in the background when I had the Twitch on. Phenomenal game. I think it's one of the best NES Mega Mans. I played through all of them. I played through one, two, three, four, five, and 6. They're all great. I love one because it's hard as shit and I'm kind of a masochist about, you know, really hard NES games, but two is great. It's probably the best one. It's pretty universally accepted as the best one from the, the 8-bit era. Uh, music is also fantastic. Uh, my lady actually has a Mega Man 2 vinyl soundtrack because she's such a huge fan of the soundtrack as well. And That's the game. badass. That's awesome. Yeah, she grew up listening to or uh, listening to she grew up with uh, playing that game as well with all her friends. So it feels like two was kind of the one that everyone had. Cause I feel like that's when Mega Man was trying to gain, starting to gain traction as like a Capcom entity, you know, on the NES. So I would agree. And which is why one is so fucking hard to find, which brings me to my next point. I'm looking at a wall of about, well, it's a little smaller than usual because it's selling boxes <laughs> off, but, a wall of like 400 CIBs for the NES. And I don't have a fucking Mega Man 1 because it's astronomically it's, priced now. Well, it got it that one got out of hand, especially that, the oh my God, the original print. 
with the oh, yeah it, that it's killing me because it's like that's one that i really want but i'm like i am out of principle i will never pay what it's going for these days unless the whole thing crashes and it comes all the way back down but like I, man i have so many shit cibs here i'm looking at a fucking jack nichols golf i'm looking at <laughs> that's konami know, like, now easy no i'm kidding yeah, i know i know but i'm looking at some, like you know a lot of like d-list games here and i'm like man I would trade like 20 of these in for like that again, but no one's going to do that. No one wants my championship pool or golf grand slam. Nobody mm, wants that. Not yeah. really. No, no. The, the funny anyway, thing, Mac Man two, we're talking about two, not one, but two, I have CIV three. I have CIV. And you guys didn't ask me what I have CIV. I don't care. I'm still telling you about it, but I have two, three and six. And then one and five are always the hard ones to get. Yes. In terms of collecting. Yep. And five and, is less expensive complete than one, I would say at this yeah, point. Yeah, one's got that whole like first print originated yep. original first appearance of this guy thing going on. The horrible, but, legendarily horrible artwork. I don't I've never found that artwork particularly offensive. I think it just got embellished a little bit through AVGN and all that kind of shit. Mm, I always thought it was a little confusing as a kid because I'm like, you don't even have a gun, and why does he look like that? Yeah. <laughs> confusing, but I never thought twi- too much about it. Now it's become like the worst, the top 10 worst box arts ever. Fucking, it's, it's always on one of those lists or something. But when you look at it retroactively, I can see why someone would come to that conclusion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like in the I mean, time, I wasn't like, Ugh, yeah, but like now I go, uh, so I get it, but I get what you're saying. You don't have one. Yeah, that's the, the point. That a, the fact that he has a gun is weird. That's the biggest thing because he doesn't have a fucking gun. Yeah. He has a, but an that's, arm that's a But that's, that's Mega Man 1. Yeah. We're, <laughs> We're talking about two. That's right. Which I'll look at my nice little CIB, which apparently you don't have because you got a little loose card chilling on your. That's right. I do not. I was talking about that earlier that I, I one of my goals, I've, I haven't been buying as much collecting wise, but one of the things I'm going to do is go find myself copies that are complete of the games that I love with this being one of the ones that I was just, I'm like, how do I have 200 plus CIB yeah. NES games and not Mega Man 2? I have four copies of Zelda complete, but I don't have one Mega Man 2. You idiot. Right. You're in the same boat as I am. But yeah. You know what I mean. Cheaper, much cheaper game to acquire. Hey, actually, oh, easily. the exchange, the store, has a complete in-box Mega Man 2 there, not part of the water damage lot. It's there, and I think it's 150 bucks, which is a lot. But Well, if it's if not really, horrible. If you really want it, and if it's, I think it's pretty nice if I remember correctly. I can kind of scoop, I can scoop it for you one of these days when we, I'm there. We can work something out. I think I would. And to get it from you would mean all that much more. I was going to say, mm-hmm. eBay-wise, I'm just kind of poking through while you're talking, Robbie, and from some of the CIBs on here, not sold, but just b- what they're out we'll for. We'll get to value. 180, no, 50. Let, so. let the man speak. How much How much are they now on eBay? Uh, They're ballparking around 150 to 180. Okay. That's well, that's current really, sales. Not I'm not looking. Well, and some of these aren't amazing condition. I mean, they're, they're good condition. The nicer boxes, they are, but, the more they're going to be anymore. Yeah. That's, that's the most common one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. In theory, well, in theory, you can find it in the wild still, maybe. If you were listening earlier, it was the best-selling Mega Man game of all time until recently. So, until you were Mega correct Man pile of shit in your assertion. <laughs> anyway, right. all right. So, tell us about your experiences. You, we talked, you talked, we kind of agree on its, you know, legacy, reception, all that stuff. Give me a little uh, bit about what your thoughts are and your score on this game. Well, I kind of already laid all my thoughts out in terms of how I agree with the rest of the world, mostly, that it's 
the best, arguably the best Mega Man game on the NES. Mm-hmm. Always the go-to when I just feel like firing up a Mega Man. Either mm-hmm. that one or one or three, but it's of those first three. Gameplay is really perfect. Controls are tight. The balance of the game is pretty optimal. Because no people, you know, like you said, people were complaining about the difficulty of the first one, so they dialed it back a little bit and then had energy tanks and stuff like that. I can't. Some of honestly these. All of the all the six Mega Man's kind of blur together for me, even though. But it, you're right; like, they did add them. I, yeah, we talked yeah. about it earlier. I know you weren't listening super okay. closely, so whatever, no problem there. I'm just saying okay. they did. Yeah, we talked about how that was one of the three components they added because of the difficulty of the game. They received like complaints about how hard it was, so they said, "Okay, we're going to add one ups. We're going to add energy tanks. We're going to add these platforms." That's basically their workaround for that. Yeah, could you imagine if like any other companies had like an open dialogue about their games being too hard in the NES era. Yeah. It's like, ever heard of Adventure Island? For fuck's sake. Yeah, man. but this, like, was Jip, this was Japan, where the games yeah, weren't as yeah. hard either, so yeah. True. But anyway. Yeah, so, music's great, gameplay is great. Graphics? Do we rate graphics? I guess they all kind of all look the same on the NES to me, but it's good for the NES. I think um, that they refined it in two. One was good, but it felt a little more uh, shallow or hollow, and it felt like it was a bit more fleshed out in two. Yeah, they expanded upon it, polished it a little more. Correct. And then after um, that, I do think that they they kind of all run together from yeah, a visibility all, visual perspective. They all look identical. They just yeah. had different bosses and maps. But uh, needless to say. I give this game a five out of five with all this being said. I'm not shocked. Yeah, there you have it. I'm not shocked at all. Jay, on the other hand, thought you'd score it lower. I thought you were going to go 4.5. Oh, because I don't. So the only reason I thought with Robbie, he would give it a 4.5 is and he said it earlier when he was talking. Because it's not Mortal Kombat 2? No, no, no. Honestly, <laughs> but it is, though. <laughs> honestly, I thought you would give it a 4.5 because it's not as hard as the original Mega Man. That was one. Of, that's, that's the only very, reason why I thought you would give it a 4.5. That's a very five. good guess. But I didn't want to, you know, prove Tyler right for a million times and just be like, I'm the black sheep here. I'm going to go for the one that people don't like the most because it's harder and I'm an elitist, blah, blah, blah. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with the, uh, the, yeah, the general consensus here because it's, it's undeniable that it, Mega Man 2 is the best of the heap. You're yeah, right. We might it. not all give it a five. Yeah, you never know. Right. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. You, well, remember, you remember we Jay, talked a year in review and how well I rated everything. Yeah, Jay's the one yeah. who shits on everything. I am. This game sucks. I, you suck I too. I think uh, <laughs> Jay, that was a very good theory of yours to to what if i were to do a little switch through the rankings of one and two that would be the reason why because i like a good challenge but i yeah john, still john says don't let tyler get in your head that's what he wants all right he's in there man he's yeah, fucking, no. right in there you both but both of you with both of you I, I i lie awake at night just just stewing over like, <laughs> of me Awesome turn. Wakes up in cold sweats. Fucking Tyler. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just like, nah, nah, all too. Nah. Chance Parano, what? Ah. <laughs> uh, all right. Any anything else? Hard, I don't want to keep you too long. Driving. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hard uh, driving, hard driving. No. Wait, yes, wait, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the only other thing is that I've redeveloped a very strong appreciation. For the original Doom and Doom Two ah. all over again, I've fallen in love with this one and two, hundred percent all over again, just like I did in the nineties. Yep. Because I've been playing the modernized um, 
polished or fleshed out ports of the originals on the Switch lately. Yep. Fucking, oh, dude, you've been getting after Doom. Dude, it's because, like I've been saying about my weird purgatory of moving, I don't have all my shit set up, but I do still have the Switch going at my lady's place. So I'm like, all right, I'll dive to that backlog. I got to play something. Yep. So I've been, I just got a new something. Yeah, got, got a new something. Yeah, I've been playing the original Doom and Doom 2, and those games are straight masterpieces. Yeah, and, they uh, are. They're really good. I know I'm partial to Quake just because of the visibility thing, but two is like, there's a reason those games are legendary. Yeah. Yeah. No, and I felt, dude, I was like, man, it's like putting on a warm, cozy blanket. Like, sure is. Just like the controls are so good on the Switch Pro Pass, too. Like, the developers really knocked out of the park and uh, made it accessible for a modern generation to play and, like, have it not suck. Yep. Now I can just picture Robbie in a. Nice, like a warm, cozy fuzzy, blanket. A warm, cozy blanket, a cup of hot chocolate, playing some Doom. Yeah, <laughs> Mr. Right. Blaskowitz, a little, a little, uh, little onesie with the butt flap that like hangs out, <laughs> <laughs> like but, in the, that kid in the where the wild flap. things are. Whatever. He's got, he's got the coffee. He's got both hands rising. <sighs> That's what happens every time he blows up an alien or one of those three-eyed monsters, psychopaths, whatever they are. Anyway, all right. Anyway. Anything so, yeah, else before we? uh before we now, run, um, played some Doom, got an R type CIB, Mega Man's a five out of five. Signing off. It's an excellent update. Well, thank you, sir. All right. With that, I'll show you the virtual door and say thank you for coming. Jay, that was our friend, the mustache king of Chicago, 8 bit supremacy Robbie Coleman. Robert J. Coleman. I'm bad. Perfect timing on the exit. I would expect nothing less from Mr. Coleman himself. There we go. All right. Who do we say is going next? You. John. You were next. You said you were going to go next. So, Jay, how would you rate this game? How would I rate this game? I side with my boy Robbie. Yeah? Yep. I gotta throw some shade at Tyler because he bitches because we always score the same scores. Yeah? Giving it a 5.0. Swinging for the fences. 5.0. Yep, 5.0. All right. Game's great. I never owned this when I was a kid. This was one of those ones, me and my buddy, we, he had Mega Man (laughs) 2. Valdor says he'd rate it numerically. What numerical digits would you use, though? I know five might be one of them, but it might not be the... Anyway, he'd have a five in there. Yeah, go ahead. I didn't want to cut you off on your regaling of. I don't know. It's just I never actually physically owned this game, but I my buddy had it, and that's how I played it. So it was a great game. You know, one thing we didn't talk about while Robbie was on the phone. I think he could side with that. Clearly, I can't because I don't have any. But I forgot on the splash screen on the or on the intro screen, you could see Mega Man's golden or not golden his luxurious black locks flowing in the wind. Why? I don't really understand. Like, I get a little confused on what Mega Man is because he was created by Dr. Light and he's kind of a, a cyborg. Is he a human with it, robot like parts? He just wants to be a boy. But he's got regular human hair and features, but he's a robot otherwise. Or he's at least in a jumpsuit with a robot gun. So maybe it's just a guy and it's a suit. Because the helmet comes off, just a guy with his hair flowing in the wind up at the top of a skyscraper. Maybe he, uh, maybe, maybe Doctor Light is not. <laughs> Mega God. God. What? 
Maybe Dr. Light isn't who we think he is. Maybe he doesn't build robots. Maybe he's building, making regular men better than ever. The amazing Technicolor dream coat. And it could be, it could be like, we'll think about RoboCop. He was a regular cop. He almost died. They put him in a robot body. Maybe I that's thought Mega he did Man. die. Didn't he die? Oh, shit. I don't know. I think he did die. I don't remember. Either way. Anyway. All right. I digress. 5.0 is the point here. 5.0. All right. No pressure, John. So that brings us to our friend, John. I got to get my mouse down on the right screen. We're going to give him. Or just a <laughs> deadbeat dead. dead. It makes his kids fight for <laughs> That's his legacy. Dr. Light. Yeah. Hey, Dr. Light. Go kick his ass. Dr. Light in the ass. Am I right? <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's call our friend. Mr. Retro Game Enthusiast. The man of the hour. Retro Game Enthusiast himself. Mr. Famicom Box. John Mother Grabbing Young, aka KC Masterpiece, aka the Mexican Pizza Bandit, aka Captain Hot Sauce, aka I'm making spicy apple chips for everyone. John Young. You just ran out of intro music too. I know. Just, you just know. kind of ran me right off there. Which hello, John, how are you? AKA Lover um, of Magmax. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'm gonna bring some spicy apple chips to Midwest Gaming Classics. So if anybody wants to sign a waiver, they're welcome to have some. Deal. I will say, when you said, Jay reminded me of something, and I told you about this, but I don't think I've given you the bottle of hot sauce that he gave me. Yeah, we haven't done that. Okay, it's at the house. I I forgot, too. I mentioned it when you were there. I did not hand it to you, and since then, that was like two weeks ago. So anyway, I still have to give Jay the bottle of hot sauce that you gave both of us one of. So thank you very much, by the way. I should have mentioned that before. Uh, uh, no worries. I didn't pay anything for it. So, uh, you know, <laughs> gee, that's how much I care. Gee, thanks. I guess. No, it, it, uh, so yeah, I found this in the garbage. You giving, can have it. It's the giving, John. That's all it is. Okay. It's the giving. And we appreciate you for giving. No, it's, it's my favorite small batch hot sauce. Uh, they only do it whenever they can get enough peppers for it, but, uh, I've tried it. It's um, good. I like it. Yeah. It's a little umami in there. I, mommy, eh? I'm yeah, into, I'm the into secret is mushrooms. I'm into milf sauce. Oh, edamame. Oh, edamame. I see. Yes. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, Meatiness. John, have you ever played Pit Fighter before? Uh, Pit Fighter? Is that the one uh, with Captain Sweatpants? Yeah, that's right. It's called Sidewalk Jim. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, you know. So. Mega Man 2 is our topic. Before we get to that in your rating, what have you been up to? Have you bought anything? Anything good going on? Mm-hmm. Haven't been up to much, honestly. Uh, I did buy some stuff. I got some flash carts for the Famicom. There were these third-party things uh, that would have uh, the flash EPROMs in them mm-hmm. and a little switch on the inside, so you, I assume switch between games. I haven't had a chance to test them out yet, but I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, I have a couple already, but they only seem to ever have one game on them. I might end up picking up one of the Flash uh, systems. You put a cart in one spot, you put the Flash cart in another, 
and then it copies a game, I assume. Probably not great, especially with some of the special mapping and that sort of thing, but, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be fun. And I did pick up something, and we'll talk about what I'm going to do with it uh, offline, but I did get a uh, twin Famicom uh, with a replaced belt for fairly cheap. Oh, so nice. very nice. We'll, okay, we'll talk about that later. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent sure what I'm going to do with it, but uh, okay, I got some ideas. Well, I'm open to listening. So sounds good. Is it just, is it the red one or is it the green one or which one is it? Uh, black with red accent. That's what I meant. Yeah, I'm sorry. There's a, I know there's a red one too. I should have said. I was thinking the black one with the red accents. That's what I meant. That's mm-hmm. I have two and they're both that. Okay. So yeah, there's there's also black with green accents, and there's actually two variants on the red, uh, which is just the black with green accents, but with red and black. That's the rarest, and I didn't even know that existed until recently. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the others have the rounded. The difference is the uh, controllers have like a uh, turbo on them. Uh, okay. For the later versions. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So, uh, speaking of one thing that you did miss with uh, Mega Man Two, if we're going to transition into that topic, uh, there is a code for this, where if you hold down A B and then select the robot boss, yep. Instead of a star field in the background, it turns into chickens. It was happening over Jay's shoulder as you said oh. it. They turned into little birds, and I absolutely planned on mentioning it at some point. So I'm glad you brought it up. No, no, I I might have forgotten is what I'm saying. Like, I'm glad you brought it up because, Jay, we were sitting down. You mentioned that to me when we were sitting there, and we did it a number of times when we played through this game earlier this week. We did? Yeah, and it was just funny that you mentioned that literally at the exact time that it was happening on the screen over Jay's shoulder there. So That's called perfect timing, sir. I watch the show, unlike Robbie, while I'm talking. Yeah, or, or play the game, unlike Robbie. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so, that's not sure. Good. So Mega Man 2, uh, and, and, and Mike and I talked a little bit about this earlier, and I'm probably going to change from what I had talked to him before because I hadn't got a chance to revisit it as much as I should have. Um, I played it on the Famicom. I didn't notice much difference, so I appreciate you pointing out that it's the uh, normal or hard uh, selection because I didn't there's, remember there's that. There's one other difference as well I haven't mentioned yet, and that okay. is that... And we, well, I was going to get to it when we get to speed running, but I'll mention it now. The text scrolls much faster in the in the Japanese Rockman Two version, and that is why, from a speed running perspective, it is the game most people run. That's one of two reasons, but the other being the difficulty. But that is why, because the text happens. It's a very slow text for the U.S. version for some reason, but the the Japanese version it happens much faster. Uh, somebody said, yeah, the Americans, they need a little more time to read their single letter, you know. Maybe. Yeah. So revisiting it, uh, as Robbie said, the controls are tight, which is not what I remembered from the playthroughs I had in the past. And then also uh, the graphics are better than I remembered them. I was probably mixing it up with Mega Man 1. Yeah. Because in my memory, it was uh, a little dated from when it came out. But no, this looks great for an 89 game. The level design's great. The kind of like introduction of like anime style, like pixel art. Yep. Which, uh, that's like, Inafune. Uh, that was Inafune's work. He did all of that. And it makes, well, it would, a uh, funny story. Dragon Power in the US was actually Dragon Ball in mm-hmm. Japan and in Europe. Um, but they thought that Americans wouldn't be into Dragon Ball. So they put a, like a crappy dude doing a kick on the cover. <laughs> they actually cut out a bunch of like yeah. levels and, some of the more perverted stuff that would uh, maybe not fly in the U.S. But it would um, seem real cool today, though. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, that's what's funny about that is so that was 89. Yeah. By like 99, all my friends were at Electronics Boutique purchasing like $20 VHS copies of dubbed Dragon Ball. Yeah. Like three episode VHSs. Man, they got that wrong. Yeah. But Mega Man's that first where like you get into it, and it's got that chibi character and like the like the air stage with those platforms with the horns. It's just very like yep. anime feel. And even that music, as you had mentioned, it's got a, like a real strong like kind of rock structure, but it also has a very like Japanese anime kind of like yeah. uh, influence. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, uh, and when you said that it took like three, four months to develop, that always blows my mind. I like, know, I know. I in the last year, even when I didn't have a job and wasn't working on a pizza restaurant, there were three, four month periods where I did nothing yeah. of like merit. You, and like, you could have made like, Mega, you could have like, made Mega Man too. <laughs> exactly. Again. Well, that's it's so weird to think that something like that happens. It's like when you hear about like an album being recorded in two weeks yeah. and it's something that you've listened to for the last 40 years. So and you're like, this guy wrote um, this song in the studio and you're like, don't tell me that. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I want there to be yeah. a deeper meaning than he just needed to get the job done. Is that how you feel about 311, Mike? No, that is not how I feel about 311. <laughs> I celebrate their entire catalog in the toilet. Anyway, go ahead. Oh, okay. I do want to say the difference between a good review on this game and a bad review. So when people reviewed it poorly, let's say in the nineties, I think it's the internet because saying that it's an easier game, that's true. And knowing what weapons work against which bosses it's, uh, it's easy to find now, but it was trial exactly. and error back then. Mm -hmm. It was not easy. It's easy because someone gave you a list and said, here's how you should play it. And when you get to the last guy, you're going to beat him because you have this weapon. I completely agree with what you're getting at. Go ahead. Yeah. The one thing that I would say with the level structures in Wiley's castle, castle mm -hmm. there's a section where you need to use the bombs on the walls. Yes. I think and it's uh, Wiley 4. For me remembering enough of that to be like all right you have to conserve that weapon you gotta like think about this otherwise you like have to excruciatingly like go back through you gotta um, do it all again and you gotta get there and you like you don't get your crash bomb stuff back by the way when you die so <laughs> right yeah so it's it's kind of a cool like little puzzle it's just at a really kind of painful place all that together, like if you're like a casual like interest in the Mega Man series and you start playing Mega Man 2 and you don't have the internet and you get to that stage, I definitely understand the rage quit. Mm -hmm. But a little Google, a little like, you know, sheet of paper that tells you what uh, weapons to use against which guys. And, you know, it's it's a perfectly enjoyable game. Yep. Unless you had time, which at that age I did, to figure <laughs> yeah. out what was best and go, uh oh. This doesn't work, and it's all I have, so now i got to use the bu Mega Buster, right, or whatever it is. So once you figured it out, this is, this is one of those games that, to me now, is easy, but it was not. It's like writing something where, like, you the first draft takes you eight hours, mm -hmm. and then you revise it, and it's two hours, and then it's an hour, and then every time after, it's 45 minutes. That's this game where it's like, it seems easy to me now. It's like Metroid, where people are like, how do you know to do that? And you're like, you just know because you did it. It's yeah. ingrained in me now to know that. But you had to learn all of that the hard way, whereas now someone just hands you a website and go, here you go. I don't know if someone well, can hand you a website, but virtually sends it to you in some manner which you can consume it. But go ahead. And, and to your point, to do something great, 
sometimes requires massive skill and other times just requires like a lot of like hard work mm-hmm. um to use a sports analogy you know guys i like to do this is larry bird wasn't good at basketball i don't know if that's true but he was working really hard at those three-point shots and so he got really good i don't know that's yep. that's the best sports analogy i'm gonna have it's fine um i get what you're saying <laughs> He wasn't good at it right out of the box because someone said, here's how you shoot a basketball. He had to shoot the basketball a thousand times to go, okay, I'm pretty good at shooting it from this range. It's the same thing. Do not rationalize my bad analogy. I'm just basing that off of a discussion that I had while playing Jordan versus Bird in the 90s with some kid's dad. Trying to help. So. I was thinking, but no, uh, and, and sorry, just to kind of complete that point, the amount of time that I put into certain games like Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers one, and then to watch a speedrunner and realize that as a kid, somehow you had like just figured out exactly like what the timing of jumps were and how to like just run through a stage and you're doing it in a similar manner to them. Obviously, you're not doing like the edge bumping to be able to get yourself a little farther onto the right of the screen or anything. But it is kind of interesting sometimes watching speedrunners to see like, oh, okay, like 12-year-old me definitely had put in so much time that I had optimized something here. Yeah, that makes sense. So, and that's, that's kind of, I think, what we're alluding to here, right? Yes. And Practice sorry, one more point perfect. before I get into my score, because I know everybody's interested in hearing it. That competition for creating the bosses for Mega Man 4 they had a competition and gave out four gold Mega Man four carts. Oh wow! Which are probably just spray pointed gold. Sure, but still, um, that's still cool. It's it's super cool. And the guy that created, I think it was uh, Vacuum Man, uh, went on to create an anime called One Punch Man, and he still has his cart. So that's one of the four known copies. Um, wow. And then like a Super Potato, which is a Japanese yes. uh, video game store slash museum yep. because their stuff is so expensive. They never sell them. Yes. Um, has another one. And then I don't know if the other two are known copies. So, yeah, interesting. I did not know that. So, I, yeah, the guy, I didn't mention it, but the competition started with Mega Man 2, but it did not end with two. So. Mm-hmm. And that, and for the Famicom games, the gold carts are a thing like that's there's uh, the Tyson. Um, this obviously there's yeah, Tyson, uh, Mega Man Four. Then there's uh, uh, Chubby Cherub mm-hmm. as a gold one for whatever reason. So, all right, getting to my score, it's a low five for me. So would that so, be a four point five? Five point no, It is. Got it right again. I consider giving it a four point five, but to the point, the music some of the best music in an eight bit video game, uh, and without any sort of special chip involved. The level design's great. It's a little flickery, and there's a little bit of, like, you know, get knocked back and whatever, but that's part of the game. Like, they definitely kind of built that into it, and yep. considering it was three to four months and the controls are so tight, I know they probably built on the Mega Man 1 stuff, but uh, it's just a solid all-around game. I mean, considering the timing and everything, and it's still endlessly playable. I'll get into my personal experience later, oh. but it, is, has, it has a high level of replayability. Mm-hmm. And I and and I think that if Mega Man would have ended at Mega Man Two, I think this would be held up as like everybody would talk about it being one of the best games. We just got all burnt out from like eighty eight through you know whatever ninety four. It's the Beatles versus the Rolling Stones, right? The Beatles stopped making music, and all of a sudden they're the greatest because the Rolling Stones went on to the seventies and eighties, and everybody's like, okay, 
<laughs> this is fine, but please stop making albums. <laughs> like, Oof, the reggae. Yeah, it, but you you get my point. It's I think that's no, what yeah. you're getting at, right? So yeah, Kurt Cobain. Know. You know who knows yeah. where he would be right he, now. He, um, if if he's still making music and now collaborating with Michael Stipe, who knows what people think? Like you're right, exactly. So or anyway. if he just went on to be the lead singer of Creed. Man, that's an alternative real alternative reality. I don't think I want to know about. Is that Stapp or Stipe? I, Stipe, well, I believe. Okay. It's Scott Stapp. It's Michael Stipe. Michael Stipe. Anyway, all right, 5.0 it is. Awesome. Yeah. Well, very good. Anything else? Uh, no, looking forward to seeing everybody at Midwest Gaming Classic. We've got to hammer out some of those details. I'm going to spicy chips. I will, I will give you a call. Things. I'll probably give you a call this week, and we can talk a little bit about what's going on. And There's nothing really super fancy. I just want to chat anyway. We'll catch up and talk about it. Sweet. Cool. Well, thank you, John. And we'll talk soon. Yes, John, we will talk soon. Later. Bye, John. I could keep going on with the AKAs all day. The man who loves warm hugs. John Young, retro game enthusiast. One of the handsomest man, men in the LGN network. All right. Thank you, John, for joining us as always. It's always a pleasure to hear from you now. I think it's your turn, Michael. It is my turn. I got a pretty good idea what you're going to grade this. What would you guess that my score would be for this game? You really want me to guess? Yeah. 5.0. Correct. <laughs> that is correct. I have a Mega Man shirt, a Mega Man. I've got, there are very few Amiibos I own. Yes. Mega Man's one of them. Got the Mega Man shirt. I have been a big Mega Man 2 fan since I was probably 14 years old. I, I played the original one. I did not enjoy it as a kid. My friend Tom, you know Tom, had Mega Man 2. He's like, oh, you should check this game out. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, the first one was not very good. Like, I remember playing it, and I didn't own it, but I was like, that's yeah. not. I didn't really like it. And, man, I could not have been more wrong. This is one of my favorite games of all time. It is definitely worthy of the accolades and its rankings and the things that we spoke about earlier. It is a 5.0 in music. It is a 5.0. I, th this was one of the first games I remember seeing bosses or characters as large as the dragon in, you know, in, in Wily Stage 1. Oh, yeah. I remember being like, oh, my God, how am I going to beat this thing? Quick boomerang, spoiler alert, is what you need, <laughs> I found out. But, again, through trial and error and... To this day, as we played through that game, you and I played and beat this game earlier this week. We were alternating yeah. levels, and there were times where I just was doing things where I was like, it was just, I didn't even, my, I wasn't even doing them. It was like when you're playing and singing, you know, playing guitar and singing, you're not thinking about playing the guitar anymore because you've done it so much. Yeah. There are things in that game where I just, I'm like, okay, I'm going to hop on the, you know, the dragon ball, like that thing or the, 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 the pedestals to get across that big open areas, those climb those ladders I'm like, did, 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 and I just jump yeah. over. I've done it all a million times. I don't even have to think about it. It's, it's one of those things. And I, 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 like John said, the replayability of this game is off the charts. It is to me, the best Mega Man game. I think some people would argue that Mega Man X is better on Super Nintendo. That's fine. This game is uh, basically almost perfect to me. And I cannot believe that I don't own a complete inbox copy of this game. 
I'm going to remedy that soon. But yes, it is a 5.0 for a myriad of reasons, both nostalgic and current. Replaying this game only validated what I already thought. <laughs> and again, we enjoy this game because probably we're good at it. We understand how to kind of get around the hard parts of the game, you know, with proper weapon selection, wherever it may be. It's no better today to me than it was when I was 14. And that's fucking pretty fucking good. So you know what you can say about it? No, it's a banger. This game coming out in 89. Yeah. Is better Mega Man 11. <laughs> yeah, well, look. Actually, I shouldn't say that. That doesn't make it sound that good because I was talking about shitting in the Mega Man 11 box and putting it on the shelf. So <laughs> You're right. Tiger Wolf says, Mega Man will always be an NES game. Do you none of this X or 7 nonsense? I tend to agree. I, I think when I think of Mega Man games, I always gravitate to the NES games. I enjoy the others. I like three. I like five. I like all of them. One I've grown to like. It is a little bit more difficult. Um, yep. It's a little less polished. And I two has always been the benchmark. So if I'm going to spend time playing one, that's the one I'll generally play. But I do tend to agree that Mega Man as a series is, is an 8-bit game. And all other variants therein are bastardized replicas that should be you know, regarded as uh, lesser quality variants of the real deal. So that's, that's, what that's, I got. Pretty accurate. that's what I got to say. How many months did they take to make Mega Man 11? You, you two, too many. Yes, too many. <laughs> anyway, all right. So five, fives across the board is what we've got so yep. far. Now, it's time to read Sashimi Z's review. Let's go. Can't wait. All right. See when, how long it takes him to start talking shit about Robbie. And I quote. He hasn't done that in a while. Go ahead, I'm sorry. The best part of Mega Man 3 is when it sends you back to fight the Mega Man 2 Robot Masters and reminds you of what a Mega Man game feels like when it isn't a laggy, padded out, rust, rushed piece of garbage. Oh, wait. We're reviewing Mega Man 2. That game rules. Just get the metal blade and start slicing guys in half like your jigsaw in the Saw movies. And the music, my goodness, even if you old men record collectors who can't even beat Ridge Racer can probably appreciate this one. It's ultra popular for very good reason. Even if that hipster Robbie says some shit like Mega Man 6 is better. 4.5 out of 5, he gave it. That's actually a pretty impressive score for him. For him, I'm going to say that's pretty good. I really didn't realize he was going to talk shit. Yeah, no, you didn't read it. I know you didn't read it, but he did. All right. So... 2023, the year of all fives and 4.5s. Jay. Mike. Where can you play this game today? Um, so you can play it a couple places. So, of course, you can play it on the Nintendo Entertainment System. You can play uh, Mega Man The Wily Wars on Sega Genesis. You also have Mega Man Anniversary Collection on the GameCube, PlayStation 2, and the Xbox. Uh, Mega Man 2 on the Tiger Electronics handheld. And the last one I had listed on here was the Mega Man Legacy Collection for the Switch. And yes. that has one through six, I think it was. On okay. All right. So, so, yeah. So, that's where you can play it. Pretty exciting. All right. So, you want to tell me about some collecting stuff? Boy, do I. I knew you would. Okay. Interesting thing that I didn't really know. I think this is one of those things that you think you know, and like it's man, the what is it called the Mandela effect or whatever, Mandela, the Mandela effect, right? Mandela effect, not the Mandela. That's a different thing. <laughs> that's that's not no. But there's a variant for this game. When you look at a loose or or a box copy of this game, they all 
mostly look the same. Okay. And I'll kind of get into what the variant is. On the front of this game and the box for this game, it has an oval Nintendo seal of quality. Yeah. And during the production of this game, very late in the production of this game, that trademark became a registered trademark for that seal of quality. So the one everybody's probably most familiar with, when you look at a box like a Mega Man 2 NES box, there's a little banner in the bottom left-hand corner that says, save up to $10 when you purchase Capcom video games and it has a coupon in the box, mm -hmm. right? That is the TM variant of the game. Very late, again, based on what I can tell in the population of we'll talk about in a little bit, there's a version of this game that has no banner on the box and that has the registered trademark for the oval seal of quality. The cartridges themselves also have that little R instead of the TM. So if you look at this cart, see that TM? I do. Okay. I would say based on what I can tell, at least 90% of them are TM carts. There is an R, there's a registered trademark version of it, and we'll call that the SOQR, okay? And that also, again, has no banner on the box. I'm only going to talk about this in general until we get to the population reports for the graded mm -hmm. games because there's no differentiation on something like eBay or price charting for the two, which means if you if you care about that kind of stuff and you see one with a an R, a registered trademark, grab it because it seems to me for every or one in 20, one in 10 type thing. It's not, you know, they're yeah. not very easy to find from what I can tell. Do you so, have a registered one? No, I, I have all the copies I've looked at so far are both TM. And oh, I have, okay. a, I think one more, but I don't know. I would assume it's also a TM. I'm happy you did clarify that. Cause when you said variant, I thought you were going to talk about, there was one called super guy. The second, <laughs> no, no. they would call, they would call that a bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> it's a derivative of yes. Super, super guy. The second, <laughs> That's what the Mega Man 2 from the PAL version was. That's <laughs> Super Guy the second. second. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, to buy this game loose, it's about a $30 game. Mega Man or Super Guy? <laughs> Super Guy 2 is $3. Super Guy the second, you get it. Two. You get it free in a box of frosted wheelies or whatever some made-up cereal that doesn't exist. Wheelies. Okay. I bet it'd still be better than Mega Man 11. <laughs> well, it wouldn't taste Just like say. shit. So, $30 for a loose copy of this game. CIB, $150 to $300. That's condition sensitive as always as it is with cardboard boxes, NESs. Sealed. I saw one sealed copy of this game sell for just over $1,000 a few months ago. Ooh. It was not... I think it was August. It was not the greatest condition from what I could tell when I looked it up. So anyway, now graded. I'm going to kind of go from oldest to newest 7.5 B plus on heritage auctions, $1,200 June 21st of last year. Okay. Then in August, a 9.2 B plus sold for $3,360. And just this past November, about two months ago, a 9.6 A+, plus, which is the second best grade that there is for this game that exists, sold for almost $10,000, $9,600. This is a highly, highly desirable game. This one's always interesting to me because it transcends the IP part of like when you go to Heritage Auctions and you bid on stuff, yeah. things, no matter what it is, okay, it doesn't matter what platform it is, if it has Mario or if it has Donkey Kong or Zelda or Pokemon or any Pokemon, whatever, those you're always going to wind up paying some premium for because collectors, whether they understand video games or not, 
and investors, quote unquote, those are those are very well-known IPs. Mega Man is not in that stratosphere, but Mega Man 2 is like the seminal, most influential version of it. So you don't get the cachet. If it was like Mega Man Soccer, you're not going to see some huge premium. But yeah. because it's Mega Man 2, it probably sells for a little bit more than another game of comparable quality that's, that is a better known uh, IP, right? Because 2 is a notable, it's a notable game. All right, so a little bit about population report. One of the things that WADA has started to do now is at one point they put CIB on their population report, then it was removed, and now it is back. So I'm going to give you the population report for both the trademark and the registered trademark versions of these games because they do differentiate between the two. From a sealed perspective, the trademark version of this game, there are 29 sealed copies. The best grade is a 9.8 A+. We talked about how the 9.6 was the second best. Mm -hmm. So 29, not a ton, especially for a game this popular, okay? The registered trademark of this version of this game, there are only two. And the best grade is a 9.0 A. So that's kind of where you look at this and go, you can start to kind of extrapolate out, like how often do you see a registered trademark version? And then this kind of gives you a little bit of some myopic view, but some view of, you know, maybe the, the difference in, in population, right? Overall, not just here, obviously it gives yeah. you what it is here. That's, yeah. that's stupid. You know what I mean? So from a CIB perspective, it's kind of the same thing. The, the trademark version, the TM, 20 have been graded, with the highest grade being a 9.6. Okay, that's a pretty, that's a very high grade for a, a, an opened NES game, okay? The registered trademark of the version, of the game, there's only one that has ever been graded, and it is a 7.5, which leads me to believe, again, there are just not that many of them out there. That sounds like that one would be in your wheelhouse. Like yeah. that's the way that's the water one you need. It's it well, it's probably the water one I could sneak away and get with nobody paying enough attention. It'd be like, oh, that's CIB and I don't yeah. care about Mega Man. And I'd be like, you dumb bitch. It's the registered trademark version. So I'm giving away all my secrets on how I get cool stuff. Anyway, so if you're at your local game shop and you already have Mega Man 2, it's something interesting to look for. You know, look for that registered trademark version. It's not easy to find from what I can tell. Currently, there's no premium being placed on it by people. Nobody listens to this show, thankfully, so no one else is going to know outside of the four people that are around, you know, and that's it. So anyway, that's in a little bit about the collecting of the NES version. All the information comes from eBay and Heritage Auctions. I do want to mention one thing, okay? Do tell. I Am 8-Bit did a re-release of this game in 2019. It was the 30th anniversary version of the game, and... I'm so glad I didn't surprise you. Like I'm, I'm so glad you know where this is all going and why I even brought it up. Okay? I, I love you for bringing it I know, up. That's why I know. we're best friends. I know, I know. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get into the details and then I'm going to explain why we're talking about okay. it. This game was, was licensed from Capcom to be released by I Am 8-Bit. They sold it on their website at the time for $100 and they had a, it was a release of $8,500 sealed copies okay and those boxes they were like this gatefold foil cover that it's embossed it's all glossy it's sealed it's got a little sticker on it, it says ltd 8500 all yeah. that stuff there were 7500 blue and there was a thousand of the other blue and it provided us one of the greatest moments in youtube and lost joystick network history 
because it gave us this. One of the greatest sound clips of all time, our friend, the retro gym miner, Chance Parado. And the best part about that clip, and I don't want to belabor it because we're in the collecting section, but I want to say the best part about that clip is he was so excited. He believed he got the, the other blue version when he just got the regular blue version and then later edited the clip's title to say, apparently they're all blue and this one was the wrong blue. Yes. <laughs> So I will clarify in that those other blue are actually uh, transparent blue as opposed to opaque, which the other, the, the 7,500 are, and it glows in the dark apparently. Really? So I kind of looked around and I sniffed around on this. When these, these did not, how do I put this? There were not 8,500 people interested in buying a licensed copy of this game for a hundred dollars in 2019 that worked like a legitimate cartridge that worked in, in an NES, okay? Yeah. So they kind of got, I don't know if dumped is the right word, Best Buy wound up distributing these in their stores at full price and then eventually cleared them out at $35 a piece. Now, no way to tell if you got, you know, the good blue or the other blue or whatever it was, okay? Yeah. But, so at one point they were $35. Now, of course, we're a couple years away from that. It's Mega Man. They've started to creep up a little bit in price like you could probably still get one for a hundred bucks or whatever there are people uh there are two people in the world that i will never understand there are people on ebay trying to sell this game for hundreds of dollars hundreds of dollars the sealed copy of a three-year-old licensed reissue of a video game that nobody really wanted at the time okay like some people wanted but i think most people would say i don't really need that okay I'm guessing those people probably wanted it just to put on the shelf. That's fine. Okay. Like that's it. They didn't give but a shit. But now they're trying to sell it. it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm getting at. And then now there are water graded versions of these games. Someone has a 9.8 A plus of this game that they sold on eBay for $480. <laughs> that was a lot of effort to put in for $480. $480. You take away 15% of that. Okay, which is my quick math, $72, if I believe that's correct. So you're down to 400 bucks. Okay, the game cost you 100. It cost you at least 100 to grade. So you're making $200 to sell this game on. Uh, and, and, and I'm going to say you're really you're we talk about this a lot. But I'm going to tell you, you're really getting down the rabbit hole of saying, I want someone who loves Mega Man 2, that loves graded games, that loves re licensed reissues. That, like, you're really, you're, your audience is very narrow, right? The people that are looking at this as a good idea, there aren't a lot of them. Okay. So that's, anyway, I just want to kind of really just point that out. So, anyway, that's enough about collecting. I'm glad we're able to work in organically our friend Chance. Hopefully, we can get him on the show someday. I'd love that. We got to get him on. So, another one we got to get on is our friend Jackson. We go talk, talk about that. We're yeah, we making the schedule. We're making the schedule. We're going to work it out this year. I'll reach out to him. We'll work it out this year. So, but we got to get the schedule laid down first. Yeah. I've already promised other people that I would give them a schedule. Yes. Jay, let's get through this in record time. I say we speed run the speed runs category. Ooh, I'm going to do it like the Micro Machines guy. You ready? 
You will not. No, I will not. So you don't have to. But anyway, uh, one note I should say because I usually compile the notes. And before yes. you get to it, I sh- I pr- before I introduce you to do speed running, generally we do speed running by pulling information from speedrun.com. Plus, I go watch videos and I I try to genuinely learn about the subject. Right. Yes. There is no leaderboard for Mega Man Two or Rock Man Two on speedrun.com yep all of that is is kept at megamanleaderboards.net so i was like oh man was there some sort of falling out or some disagreement about what should be considered okay or not nope it's just different communities sometimes keep things in different places so in this case megaman you want to know about megaman speedrunning records and the different versions and all that stuff megamanleaderboards.net is your place not speedrun.com and that's where this information originates from so tell me a little bit about the speedrunning so as far as this goes, for the number of runners, it's a lot. Yeah. Number of runs, also a lot. It's in the stratosphere of some of the earliest games that got speed run and some of the games that have been speed run the most, it's got to live in that stratosphere. Yes. It's got to be, it is one of the most prestigious titles to own in speed running just because of the game and the different strategies that people have found throughout the years, always looking for ways to manipulate you know, and glitch and and break the game to help expedite its completion. Yes. So, and one of the things you and John actually were talking about earlier, a lot of these runners did Rockman too, because of it was because of the the text that would come up right. is substantially faster on Rockman yep. two than it is on Mega Man two. Um, the difficulty setting and Summoning Salt talked about this too, is it's set to difficult you don't have there the option is only for normal. difficult yeah correct you don't have the option but it's offset because of the faster text and you'll see that because i included some of the nes records here yes which when we talk about the normal runs they are going to be on an nes because they can only be on an nes version yes and you'll see that in the in the record time so yep. yeah let me you want to talk about the zips yeah if you want to go okay. ahead so one of the things in the glitches we talked about in this game and we're going to talk about zipless versus you know, not no context around zipping. Okay. In this game, zipless is, or a zip in mega man two is you can use platform one, which never disappears. Right. As it transcends to the top of the screen, it can run into something and it will still be fine. It can push you into a wall and then you have, there are button commands and things that you can do to zip yourself through a level and skip screens or put yourself in a different area than the game thinks you're in. There's, it's a way to manipulate the game, kind of break the game to, again, expedite the, the completion. You want to get through it as fast as you can when you're doing a zipless or a, not a zipless, a, when you're doing a regular run. Okay. Yes. So there is differentiation between a, what would we'd say an any percent difficult and an any percent difficult zipless in zipless. You can't use that glitch yes you are taking advantage of the i guess the deficiencies of the background of a game and if you watch a single mega man speed run or mega man 2 speed run you'll see exactly what i'm talking about and you probably yes. already know and you may have experienced some of this organically in, in the oh. past you know like who knows people are like oh what happened here there are ways to break this game to get through it faster or trick the game into thinking you're in one place when you're in another so yes. with that being said jay now will you please tell us about the speed running of this game. Absolutely. So as far as any percent difficulty. Any percent difficult. Or a difficult, I'm sorry, that's the Rockman. Yes, that would be the Rockman version. Well, it could be NES if you played it on difficult, but most people play the Rockman version yes. because it you has the faster text. text. Yes. Yep. Um, with that one, and this includes the zips, mm-hmm. 
Is that right? Yes, zips? it does the include zips. the zips. The zips. The glitches. I'm just, I'm just saying zips. Yep. Yeah, the zips. Zip, zip. So um, it's actually tied. And it it's tied by Cypher and Cool Kid. They ran the exact same time of 2632.4. And what's interesting about this to me, is, again, watch the Summoning Salt video mm -hmm. and you'll see. Cypher has always had this. It almost seems like this romantic relationship with speedrunning this game where he'll do it in, intensely and then he'll kind of get burned out. He'll do something else, but he always comes back to it. He doesn't speedrun yeah. any of the other games. I mean, uh, on the other Mega Man games, I should say. But he always comes back to it and he's always right at or near the top. He's always either setting the, the record or trying to break the record. Okay. Yes. And then Cool Kid used to be known as the Big Boy. Okay. And he actually developed a strategy in one of the boards. I can't remember which one it is now where you can use the platforms to zip across the screen, then go up and skip these things. And it helped save time. They call it the biggie is actually what the actual, he developed it, was, showed it, and, and now he is now known as Cool Kid. Was that the one on, I think it was on the Crash Man level where you have the, the platforms that circle around and he figured out a way to zip through all of that? No, this is the is ladders the where you go up and you put you put one to the right, you go up, you put one to the left, and if you hit the one on the right correctly, it zips you over to the one on the left, and then and then it zips you off the screen. Yes. Okay, yeah. that's the one yeah. right on the beginning there. Yeah. Okay. So it's right at the very beginning of the stage, correct? Yes. But yes, so it's it's been this back and forth with these two with this speed running record for, for a long time, years. I mean, eight, ten years now. And the most current, the the, the times I just gave, the 2632.4. Yeah. Those are actually both from this last year. Yeah. So uh, Cool Kids was in February 3rd, yep. on February 3rd. Um, Cyphers was actually November 20th. So that was just a couple months yeah, it was, ago. It was like seven weeks ago. Yeah. And so, that's what I mean. Like, he's more than once said, oh, I'm done. I'll, you know, I don't really want to do it anymore. And then he always comes back to it, it feels like. Mm -hmm. So... And it's good because... Might see him again in a couple months trying to break that record. Well, I, he's already said, and if you watch again the video, I don't want to belabor it or ruin it. There's a run that gets kind of ruined where he could have run like a 26-26. So they know what's kind of theoretically possible for humans and not like a tool-assisted speed run. Yeah. And he's like, we're going to do it. We're going to do a 26-26. And he just blew the boss fight in that one. And that's what that's what wound up costing. Uh, like okay. the alien at the very end. The yes. last, literally got to the very end of the speed run. And the last boss morphs into the alien. That, you know, Dr. Wilder becomes the alien. And you have to kill him. Spoiler alert. I think about how frustrated I get playing games like this. Yeah. Just playing them regular and I die in something. And I'm like, fuck. But if you're like on and the press doing a, a world run, record. Yeah. And you're working on a world record and you get to the very end and then you fuck up and you've done it a million times. Yeah. And you're like, well, that was a poor boss. And fight. he's so chill about it. He's just like, uh, he's been there a million times. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. All right. But in, back to these, we clearly are not speed running this. No, part. we're not. So um, the next ones I have are any, any percent difficulty zipless. No, any percent difficult. Any, I keep wanting to say difficulty. I that, know. That any is the difficulty. Difficult. Yes. Zipless. Is by Elon Elo. Elo. It looks like Elo okay. Naja, but yes. it's Elo. It's Elo. Okay. Okay. And that one was twenty eight forty two. It was on June third, twenty twenty. Very good. So um, then, uh, any percent normal? Again so on the NES. The, yeah, for the NES. Um, this one was uh, by Elo as well, and that one was twenty six forty nine. Yep, and that's where you see right. There's a 15 second difference in the in the 17 second difference roughly in the time. Surely that's because of the text. Yes. Right. There's nothing else really in the game that would make it faster or slower. Yes. It is the text of the game. 
It's normal is easier to beat, but the like you can beat the game quicker, but it's slower because of the amount of time you have to wait take. for that text yeah. in between the levels. Yep. So um, that one was on April 3rd, 2015. I don't know if I said that. No, you didn't. And that's interesting because, man, that's a long time for a speed running record. Seven years. What, eight? Seven and almost eight now. Yeah. And if you think about it, that leads me to believe that not a lot of people are trying. Like the only thing I saw was one guy tried a couple of years ago to beat it and they didn't. So it's either such a good record that no one can beat it or there's not enough interest out there in the community to try and beat it because it's not as prestigious as the difficult version. Yep. And then we got any percent normal uh, zipless. Right. And that one again was by LO. And then we got 2844 on that one. And that gives you a little bit of the difference between using a zip and not in this game. It's almost two minutes that you yeah. save in yeah, using big, zips. That's right? a big difference. Yeah. And that and one was, was that? on April 30th of 2020. And, and one of the things I realized as I kind of garnered all this information is Elo holds the record. He's held the speed running record before. Okay. Yes. He's been involved in this with Cypher, Cool Kid, the, the big boy, a number of people, the big boy being Cool Kid, but whatever. Elo is right there with them. Mm -hmm. Okay. But he, if you go look at all the speed run records outside of the any percent difficult, he owns almost all of them. Yeah. He owned, and that's not just these three. I mean, go to MegamanLeaderboards.net and look at Mega Man 2. That guy, he I believe he's third in that, in the difficult right now, 80%. But everything else, he's first place, I believe. So anyway. And based off the amount of runners, like we said earlier, we didn't even give a specific number because there were so many. Yeah, it's a lot. Yes. It's a lot. So that's a pretty big deal. And like you were saying, and you just mentioned it, go to MegamanLeaderboards.net. So again, normally we would pull this from speedrun.com. But... Because of this one, we're doing it on MegamanLeaderboards.net. Correct. So we probably need to figure out what game we're doing next, huh? I'm gonna have yep. to look. We might have to. We might have to get back to the people on that because I don't. We have a list. We're trying to work up a schedule and and adhere to it. I, I will say one thing I do want to talk about, and I'm not sure if he's still in the chat or not, but our friend Clearus. It's currently planning to be in town in the middle of February, right around Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Yep. Yes, yeah, so I think it's the fifteenth. He'll be here. Yeah, we'll do Mega Man three next. That's right. Well, duh. <laughs> Why wouldn't we? But Clearus is going to come in. Uh, I believe he'll be in. He, he, assuming everything works out as planned, he's coming in for work. But I believe that fifteenth, he's going to come yes. and be in studio with us, and we're going to do a show with him live. So I got to figure out. Hey, there he is. Hey, Mike. So. No, it'll be right after Midwest, too. Or it'll shortly be after. Mm, oh, no. No, just, it's it'll six be before. weeks before. I keep thinking it's in. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. As long as, as soon as everything goes as planned, we should see um, our friend. He says he's still on track. So that's great. I think you had an idea for what game you wanted to do, but I don't know if we've talked about it. So we'll determine the next game. We'll get it out there. I'll get the schedule finalized. We'll all approve it. We'll get everybody to stamp it with their rubber stamps. And we'll ensure that everybody's up to date going forward. So, Jay. Where can the people listening to us now find us? Well, we have this amazing thing. It's called a link tree. Do you know about that? I do. It's on my pen. Oh, yeah. Look at that. This is under, it's not on my pen. No. Why did I get the shit pen? <laughs> Why did I get the Mega Man 11 pen? <laughs> yeah, I got the two. You got the Mega Man 2 pen. I got the Mega Man 11 pen. No, you got shit fighter. I got Mega Man 2. <laughs> Go ahead. Sidewalk Jim. No, sound like Jim's a good guy. No, you can't He'd be better that. than this pen. He's just out fighting for a sandwich. Yes. He's trying to feed his family. Either way. We so got what do we got? We got a link tree. Yeah. Did you know that? I, Again, it's on my pen, so I can't fake that I didn't. Oh, okay. 
Well, I was just making sure you knew. But I mean, no, Jay, what I mean, is that? I've read your pen. So it is uh it, it is linker. Yeah. Dot e e. Yeah. Forward slash lost joystick. <laughs> I love they have to look because you're like, it's one or the other. I don't know which one it is. Yeah, I don't remember. It could be one or the other. Anyway. Oh, I know the important part is linker. That's right. Dot e e. Linker dot e forward slash lost joystick. We also have our standalone social media if you want to go to the individuals, if you don't want to go to the linker. It is uh, Lost Joystick for Instagram and Twitter, Lost Joystick Network for Facebook and Twitch. That's Our correct. email, info at lostjoystickNetwork.com. And you can leave us a voicemail. You can leave us a voicemail. We still haven't left Jackson. Well, at anchor.fm forward slash Lost Joystick Network. We need to do that. I think, it's, I think that's a show. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for sticking around and chat. I appreciate every one of you that interacts with us, talks to us that comes up to us and tells us how bad we suck because then at least we know you know who we are. So, and isn't that what it's really most about, most important? I just like them here because then I can tune you out sometimes. Yeah, it's easy with the mute button. Anyway, all right. With that, I will say that that's a show about one of the greatest video games and video game soundtracks of all time. In a world... Where Mega Man has a sequel. And Sidewalk Jim is his handy companion. I want to say, go out there, have fun, be safe, and be excellent to each other. <laughs>